welcome to the Geeking Poetic Podcast channel. On this channel, we have shows and segments that contain adult humor. Bad language, dirty jokes. And other stuff that is strictly for mature audiences only. So if you're too young or too sensitive for this kind of material, then please do not watch our channel or our videos. This channel is not for you. Thanks much. And now, on with the show! All right. What's going on, everybody? Hi. <laughs> Good evening. I can fade that out. Just fade it out. All right. What's up? All right, that's better. Now we've got our, our little thingy <laughs> telling everybody who we are. Who we are, what we're about. <laughs> we're boot. A boot. <laughs> What's happening, everybody? We are Geeking Poetic Podcast. As you can see on the screen, I am your host, Larry Roberts. I have, uh, she's got her skis shined up and uh, she's, she's, trying to figure out how to get to our stream on here <laughs> yeah <laughs> she's none other than megan guess hi guys hello megan guess hi and then over there on the end the hair it gets higher and higher every time we see him <laughs> soon it's gonna hit the ceiling yeah we're gonna have to get a bigger screen <laughs> we are gonna call him pretty soon mr follicle skyscraper Ooh. but he is none other than hi i'm matt Valucas. how's it going everybody <laughs> what's going on all right so uh, what is the topic of this episode that we're doing, this illustrious live stream we're doing today? We're doing our uh, the top five favorite commercials from our respective childhoods. Yeah. Yes. 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 Uh -huh. yes. Um, man, this is something I've wanted to talk about for so, so long. I it's, it's just so overdue. I think it's like something I brought up four years ago when we started <laughs> this podcast, didn't I? Because I am a commercial junkie. Like I just, as much as I loved TV and I loved programs, I feel like I remember the commercials as much or more than a lot of like mm -hmm. the TV programs. Like there's, I, I probably watched hundreds if not thousands of hours of like sitcoms for, of like Three's Company and Happy Days and stuff. But I only remember like certain parts or certain lines of dialogue, but I can tell you every freaking commercial that aired during that time. Yeah. Are you guys like the same way or am I just really weird about you're that? You're weird. No, no, no I don't it, think you're weird at all. <laughs> That's why they do them the way they do them, to make them catchy so we can't forget them. They brainwash us. Yeah. I mean, for me, like Saturday mornings, it was just as much about the commercials as it was about the cartoons. Was it? Like, yeah, it was, it was all about that. Um, and But it was weird too. Like, you know, my kids are now six and three and we cut the cord a while ago. So we don't have commercials, you know, it's Netflix and it's, you know, prime and all of that stuff. So they're, they're not exposed to commercials. So when we go over to friends house that have, uh, actual like live streaming TV, right. I tend to like when the TV's on, I'm paying attention to the commercials because people are still talking about what's happening with commercials. And I'm like, yeah, I haven't seen that one. And for me, like when I was a kid, like commercials were everything and not to have that now, as much as I don't miss that three and a half minutes of, you know, a break of my show, yeah. I do miss you know the commercials and the things like that well and i feel like you know it's funny because i think that as much as yeah like you're saying with streaming and all that stuff it isn't as prevalent in our lives anymore but then think about things like 
the Super Bowl. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, most people that I know, unless you happen to be a really hardcore football fan or you're a really hardcore fan of whichever team makes it into the Super Bowl. You're watching I, for the commercials. I feel like the majority of people nowadays are watching for the freaking commercials, you know? That's why I watch it. It's like the total opposite. It's like, oh, the game's back on. Go get snacks. Go yeah. take a piss <laughs> and everything. It's like, oh, it's like, Matt, get back into here, man. The commercial's coming on. What's it going to be? And you're not joking. We <laughs> went to the Super Bowl party we were at this year. Like, you know, commercials are on and people would gather in. And it was, yeah, it was all about the commercials, not the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Ex- exactly. So the whole theme of this is that we decided we wanted to talk about commercials. But the problem is there are so oh, many, <laughs> so many commercials and just, and then, you know, spanning our lifetimes, you know, starting for me in the early seventies, going on to Matt into the latter seventies, Megan in the eighties and on, it was like, we had to set some parameters here because otherwise it was like, it was a free for all. <laughs> <laughs> we would be here all night. <laughs> exactly. So we all kind of set parameters. So I, I'd like each of us to sort of explain to the audience so they know like what parameters we each set for ourselves. I mean, a lot of them, I think we mostly kind of, we Did kind of same? mutually agreed on, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like we, so. we agreed that for one thing, they were going to have to be our childhoods, our respective childhoods. Mm-hmm. And if anybody saw our little commercial video thing we did a couple of weeks back, we sort of explained that. For me, it had to be uh, commercials that were basically between like the mid to late 70s and the mid to late 80s. That's kind of what I considered childhood. Getting into 90s, by the time the 90s came around, I was getting into, I, you know, I, I graduated high school in 1990. So to me, like after that, it's not really childhood anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, Megan, what would it have been for you? Um, I cut myself off um, from like the early 80s and I cut it off to like I was 15. Oh, yeah, that's roughly about that's what, what I did. I roughly did. Mm. Yeah, because 95 ish ish. I might have a cheater in there somewhere. <laughs> we'll see. Well, some of these that we're going to talk about go even on. I mean, some of these, because we don't just talk about specific commercials, but sort of like the campaign of the them. campaign. They, yeah, yeah, they certain existed campaigns. for much longer than. Than just a couple of years with that kind of stuff. Right, exactly. Yeah. So there is going to be a little bit where people go, oh, that's not that old. It's like, well, it, it is. It started you know? Yeah, it started a whole lot longer. Right. Yeah, yeah, beyond that. Yeah, for me, it was like 1981, 1982 uh, till about 1990. And that was when I was about 14. So yeah, okay. so kind of about that same. So we're all here. roughly right about the same time. Yeah. So the only one that's really going to possibly bring up some 90s stuff is going to be Meg. Yeah. Although, again, some of these campaigns very much go into the 90s. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Um, can, can you do me a favor? Yes. Can you put your lid on your water or take it away from our project, Because <laughs> you're freaking me out right now. <laughs> wow. We, we would do it. You would, you're like going to pull being, on my microphone man, here. Talk about headphones. being told on <laughs> live TV. But and safety I first. I, no, Thank Megan, you. I, I appreciate really that. Safety anxiety first. Over here. Okay. That bottle is like... Was it was like when I opened right it, at the top. It's like <gasps> I know. I was like, "That's a full ass bottle. It's a short but mighty bottle of water." <laughs> it is short, but it is girthy. <laughs> it is girthy. Oh my! And it starts. Oh boy. So, um, um, yeah. Other things were I, I. I decided, like speaking for me specifically, I had to really narrow it down because not only is it childhood stuff, but I like I I couldn't do local. 
television. I couldn't mm-hmm. do things that were local commercials because growing up in Chicago, there was a plethora of amazing local commercials, whether it was like from auto sales stuff, uh-huh. you know, slow yeah. Adelson Chevrolet, yeah. where you always save more money. Victory you know? Auto Records. Exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, the- yeah. If you don't remember the, the door falling off that blue Impala, like you're not from <laughs> the Chicago really area. From around here. That's yeah, how yeah. you test people. They're uh-huh. like, oh, I grew up in Chicago area. And it's like, yeah. What does video, Victory Auto Records mean to you? And if uh-huh. they're like, oh, I don't know what that is, it's like, yeah, yeah. move along. Move along, buddy. <laughs> Next. <laughs> so, yeah, so I w- honestly, I would love to do an entire show just on some just of those great that. Chicago commercials. There's so many good I ones, agree. yes. Yeah. I agree, yeah. Uh, I definitely had to cut out another thing, and I know that this was a little more specific to me. I know maybe some of you guys brought up stuff, specific ones. I had to basically cut out uh, toys. Although there is a caveat to that, but I'll get to that when I get to it. But like, you know, if I started including, you know, because automatically my mind's like, oh, the fucking G.I. Joe commercials from the 80s and the Star Wars, Kenner Star Wars commercials and the Mego commercials. And blah, 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 blah. That list would be like 500 <laughs> long. And someday I'm going to do a toy one and I'll probably do it for a Geeking Toyetic episode or something. Someday I'll do it. And God help me. I don't know how I'm going to narrow help it. everybody. Yeah. Well, what was funny for me is like the new guy on the show when we had talked about the commercials, yeah. like your head was spinning. Like there was steam coming out of your ears. I'm like, can we do this? What about this? What about this? No, I'm going to cut this out because there's too much. And like you were like a literal kid in a candy store. Like you were yeah. so frenetically excited about yeah. this of like how far, how can I go? How far does this rabbit hole? Like where are my parameters? And I got to say, I'm really proud of you for sticking <laughs> to those parameters because I know you really could have gone off the deep end. I did. And I think I did a really good job. When you see what my, <laughs> when you see what my five are, I didn't even bring up honorable mentions. How about that? Wow. You guys have honorable mentions. Yes, we do. I didn't even bring up honorable mentions. And part of it was because, honestly, when I thought about it and I looked at because all five of us with very maybe one or two exceptions, all five of us picked very different commercials. Mm, we did. Which is awesome. Um, so as such, when I was looking at what you guys picked. I was like, oh, that would be an honorable mention. Well, that would be an honorable mention. So you guys really kind of covered it for me, I think, for the most part. I mean, for the, I, I could go completely crazy, like you said. Uh, the last thing that I did, and I think we all did, we all kind of agreed on this, was I didn't do any holiday-specific commercials. Mm-hmm. Correct. Because, again, I feel like those fit into their own category. Because there are certain brands or certain things that I can't necessarily say, like I may not be like super crazy and uh, uh, fanatic about Kodak camera commercials in general, but there's some Kodak Christmas ones that are amazing and that I love. So I was like, all right, I'm going to keep the holiday ones out and just kind of keep this more like ones that you would see at any time of year sort of thing, you know, year-round campaigns. I see, before we even get into our five, man, it's great. We've got people joining us here. Hi, everybody. There's everybody. And uh, see, some people are talking about a lot of child... Alex says, a lot of my childhood memories of commercials involves being sorely disappointed with the flagrant false advertising, like Capri Suns not actually turning me into liquid. (laughs) Well, you know, I mean... (laughs) You know, it's funny about that because, I mean, that's funny, but that was a thing for years up until they, that Reagan and them like kind of did away with a lot of rules about commercials and Mm -hmm. stuff where like you didn't used to be able to do commercials about anything. Like if you showed a toy doing something like it had to do 
what you were showing the toy. Like you couldn't put it on wires and have it like fly away just to look cool because it was giving, they considered that was like false advertising and stuff. There was a lot of things like that. And uh, I think they sort of softened up on some of that stuff as time Mm -hmm. went by. Yeah. But they were fine with a cartoon camel selling you cigarettes. So it was, it was weird. The trade off that you got there, dude, (laughs) we could get it. We (laughs) could get it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and we will at some point. Stay focused, boys. Okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. (laughs) Okay. Oh, man. So anyway. A hell of a time keeping you two on track today. Oh, well, excuse me. And I apologize, everybody, that it took so long to get this running and everything. Uh, it just every time I log into <laughs> OBS, there's some new thing that it's never done before, didn't do on any test runs, nothing. And all of a sudden I have to change everything around. So from now on, I think I'm just going to plan to start 15 minutes late. Just if we say we're going on <laughs> at 8 o'clock, you could almost guarantee... 8.15. I, I'm just thinking we just say from now on we start at 7.45. And that then way we're at like 8, we're ready and rocking <laughs> to go. There you go. Yeah. There Perfect. we go. We'll do that. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. But uh, I'm hoping at some point I'm just going to run out of things to troubleshoot. Like everything... <laughs> Larry, you're nuts. Yeah, well, we we know this, yeah. Chuck. I mean, it's... <laughs> and that's why we love you. Hey, Triple T Arms 1970s yeah. here. Cheers, geeks. Cheers to you, man. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> All right. So I think we are going to just get into it now. I'm, my mic is a little hot. Hot mic. Hot mic. <laughs> All right. I think we're just going to get into it right now. And uh, do we want to start? Matt, what was your number five? You know, it's funny that we went like between... <laughs> I don't remember. That's the problem. Like even before the show, like there were so many other like, commercials uh, that I was, was looking it? at, and I, I know which ones are my five. I don't remember which one my top five is. So, oh, there it is. Oh yeah, I do remember now because my my lovely device has told me. Um, this one was kind of a, a cheater where it wasn't necessarily one commercial, um, but it was the Wrigley Gums, which was uh, uh, Big Red, Juicy Fruit, and Double Mint. Yeah. Um, and the thing that to me is great about these is Wrigley Gums I mean, most of these commercials were angle-oriented. It's just one of the things that I love. But they're the sing-along portions of these. You know, you stand up, you grab a speaker, you see the truth. The truth is going to move you. Or, um, uh, um, what's the, uh, the big red one? Um... The blank. big red, yeah. Well, it's coming up. Like yeah. right now, we've got the, we've got the the juicy, juicy fruit, fruit one juicy going fruit. and everything. Yeah. So everybody, let me know at home if you can hear the commercial and stuff, and let me know if it's if, if it's too loud yeah. and stuff. We we can't we can't, hear it we here, can't so necessarily want you to hear, hear it. it, but we want to make sure like you guys can hear it and everything. So, um, but. Uh, yeah, I mean the juicy juicy fruit out of those three is probably my favorite. Yeah, for for me it's juicy fruit first, and then big red, and then double mint. Uh, the double mint was always cool because it was always the twins and that kind of stuff. But I always loved big red because it was like you're going to be kissing for so long that time just goes on. And there's a couple that's on the <laughs> dates, and like the next thing you know, it's morning. And in the commercials, there's right. yeah, there they are. There's always. Um, the the one kid from uh, Bandcamp who is like kissing his girlfriend as the right. bus is leaving. It's just right. those are iconic to me. Um, that the images are seared into my brain. But this is one of the ones that like I when the commercial comes on, I can sing through the entire thing. It's awesome. Okay, uh, we fixed it now. Yeah, it was a little loud at first. Yeah, I I fixed that. But yeah, here you go. Like they're still kissing when the sun comes up in the milkman, yep. and that's not dating it at all. The fact that but there was a, a milkman. Milk milkman there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we've got the yeah the the double mint, which uh-huh. that goes that campaign goes way, way back. Yeah, that, that goes, goes back, back to, to like parents, almost the, uh, the, the 50s. And if I'm yeah. not mistaken, the original double twin uh, double the mint double twins. mint twins. 
uh, they were part of a print commercial, and they were actually from Bishop Knoll here in Hammond, Indiana. Yeah, sure were. So That's pretty awesome. Cool. Pretty awesome. Yeah. So, so and, th- and that was my alma mater. So I was oh, kind of excited right. when I learned that. I'm about forgetting it. you're a Bishop Knoll guy. Yep. Yeah. See, I was, I was, I was Whiting High School, so yeah. we were probably kind of like yeah, rivals. Yeah, we? yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, you guys were the heathens. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. But yeah, yeah. For me, I just I love again. To me, the '80s were quintessential jingles, and this this series of commercials from the Wrigley Gums just nailed those those jingles perfectly. Okay. Well, that's all right, that's cool. Yeah, that's a. I think that's, that's a good. A good that's a good pick. All right, Meg, do we want to move on to you? So I picked number five as yeah. my one toy I picked on here, and is the Skip It. Oh boy, here we go. Let's see if we could get this queued up. <laughs> so it, again, it's a. Oh catch- my gosh! Yeah, I remember yeah, you remember this. this? It's a stupid catchy jingle. Skip it, skip it, and it has a stupid counter on it. But wait, it has more. There's a counter on it, and it's like exercise. What little kid wants to exercise? Like, Me, I did. I wanted this fucking thing. No. And it's like it's a terrible idea. It's a big ball. I have to actually remember to skip, lift up my feet, and it's that that little hard piece of plastic between your ankle. That hurts. <laughs> they needed like some padding or something on it because that thing hurts and it hurts your ankle to go around. The thing, it was terrible, terrible. But the commercial I wanted, I had to have it. I so okay. I have to interject here. Oh no. I mean, here's the thing. It's never a good sign. Well, yeah. So I, I know, I know. Chuck's in the in the in the chat. Yeah. See, even Joe says in the chat. See, he says it was terrible. He says, "Good God, I used to trip on that thing." Uh, I believe it, Joe. And now here's the thing. So I mean. Maybe Chuck can say, or your mom can say, I mean, obviously they raised you. They, they know you. What on earth, <laughs> I know. what on earth would possess them to get you of all people the skip it? Cause I would have shut up about it. Cause it's freaking commercial. It looks so fun. That looked like a, a trip, death trap, a trip to the ER right? just waiting to happen for Megan. Yeah, I know. Because you bang into walls and doorways and I things. trip over air. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> Literally, I've done it all the time. You're I, like, what, what did you do? You were just standing there. I was like, oh no, I tripped on the air. I something. <laughs> okay. I don't know how anybody would think getting you that was a, like even a good a idea. Yeah. They, that there is a toy that they and maybe my have. parents did it. Maybe somebody else got it for me. I don't remember. Oh, but yeah, okay. That, so yeah. maybe that's. We'll, we'll go with that. Blame somebody parents. else. Yeah. Yeah. Blame somebody else. Yeah. Somebody's <laughs> not here. They can't defend themselves. Um, yeah. So I would not have bought that for you. There's just no way. <laughs> I know. I mean, and this is coming from somebody. I have terrible balance. Like I, I can't tell you how many times when we're Matt and I, when we're playing gigs and stuff, you know, and I'm stomping on the stomp box thing and doing the tambourine with my foot and everything. I cannot tell you, you know, I, I hide it all the time, but I cannot tell you how many times in my head I'm like, whoa, (laughs) (laughs) I'm like literally ready to fall over. So if I ever just fall into you. Uh Uh-huh. Now when we know why. You'll know why. why. You'll be like, oh, finally happened. Finally happened. <laughs> the, the Step fucking... back and let them keep falling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Equilibrium be damned. So anyway, that's cool. Yeah. So that was a toy. And like I said, I had to I had to avoid it. But that, it was that's a toy. That's such a classic commercial and such a classic jingle theme and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's interesting to me about like watching some of these commercials now, yeah. the products of the time. Like, what was that toy? It was a ball that you put around your ankle and you spin and you hop. Like, it's it's such a simplistic thing that as an adult, I'm like, why would you want that? But as a kid, you're like, that is the coolest thing and right? I must own it. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure my parents are like, what? Just go play 
hopscotch. Yeah, exactly. It's the same fucking thing. Yeah. Except yeah. you don't jump kill rope. yourself. Uh-huh. Just go yeah, jump, jump fucking rope. rope. Yeah. But but to oh. me, that's what I love about these commercials is that there's something about that from my childhood. They were the coolest things ever. And like as an adult with different eyes, you're like, all right, that jingle's cool, but the product, what the hell was that? Yeah. Like, it's awesome. Matthew, How did that sell? I mean, I grew up in the 70s, so I grew up when they had the fucking pet rock. Oh. Which was literally a rock in a box. That's it. It didn't do anything. It wasn't even a shiny rock. It was just a fucking dirty ass rock that they put in a box and we bought it. And this is what I, I love. Chia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, don't knock oh, the Chia Pet. I, I, I awesome. still want a Chia Pet. Um, no. So uh, for those that don't know, um, so I have a background in radio television production. And uh, I, I love I love commercials. I love film. I love all those things. Um, and for a while on Lakeshore Public Radio, I hosted um, a radio show called The Ad Men. We were on the air for about three or four years. Yeah. And we would talk about all things advertising, uh, local, national, international stuff. Um, and it, it, much like you, I had a very tough time with a lot of these commercials trying to figure out which ones were going to be my favorites. Right. But to me, what I love about commercials in general like most people like will skip over the ads and even on youtube as much as i don't want to skip over i am so very curious how do you get your message across in five seconds now when you used to have 30 seconds and that wasn't a whole lot of time because before that it was a minute and you have 60 seconds or 30 seconds to sell some little kid on the skip it how do you show them in 30 seconds that this piece of plastic with a ball on the end that you're going to put on your ankle you need this how do you do that and commercials do that they they sell us something that we don't really need something that we don't really even want in 30 seconds to tell us it's the coolest thing in the world and like much like you were geeking out about the different things that we could talk about commercial wise i was really excited to dive into this just from the psychological standpoint of why did we want these things so much when we were kids and how did they impact us now as an adult when you watch these things there's a certain place that takes you right back to Mm -hmm. so very quickly on that you know it's just that little time capsule in 30 seconds and i love it well and i mean here again like as i started out the show i was talking about what a fanatic i I am about these old commercials and stuff. I mean, understand that, like, for example, I've talked about it, I think, on the show before. When Christmas time comes and it's time for me to, like, decorate and all that kind of stuff, it gets into, like, no- late November or whatever when I start decorating. I, in as much as most people are like, put on Christmas music or put on Santa Claus is Coming to Town or Rudolph or one of those specials, which I, I love all that too, I will automatically defer to going to YouTube. And pull up a, a playlist that's got like 100 vintage Christmas commercials because those jingles and stuff from the commercials, the whole thing like that more than anything. Puts you in the mood. It, it puts me in the mood. But on but on the note that you said, it takes me back. Mm-hmm. You know, listening to Christmas music puts me in the mood for Christmas. But seeing like the old mcdonald's you know christmas commercials or the 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 coke christmas commercials with them like to teach the world to sing with all that or or you know anything like that that's that's specific like christmas like that it automatically brings me back to being like seven years old and putting up the tree with my parents and drinking hot chocolate and it, it that really brings me into it which is why we're going to do a whole episode just on Christmas stuff. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So what's your number five? Right. Well, and real <laughs> quick, before we get to number five, I want to just read some of the stuff because for people that can't see and they're just listening, we've got some comments. Alex says, so your classic one foot <laughs> stage move isn't on purpose. You mean that everybody thinks I'm trying to do the Captain Morgan? The Captain, yeah. Everybody yeah. everybody defers to that. But here's the thing. I, I'll be completely honest. The one foot stage move, it's Steve Clark from Def Leppard. 
that's 100% where I got that from. Because when I was like 17 years, not even 17, when I was like 14 years old, I was like, I want to be Steve Clark from Def Leppard. And Steve always did that, man. You watch like the Pour Some Sugar on Me video. He always had the one leg up, you know, and playing the low-slung Les Paul. That's where I got it from. But... I've gotten to the point where that does help me with my balance and stuff. Like sometimes I di- I, I've gotten really good at that. One foot, low slung guitar, great. Standing there, two feet on the ground, fall over. Because <laughs> I'm fucking nuts. Backwards, yeah. People are bringing up some really great ones. Javier said, yeah, Chia Pet. Uh-huh. Uh, do, do the do. <laughs> do the do. do. The do oh, yeah. no. And, oh, no. Meow mix. I forgot all about that. Uh-huh. Dave, let's go. My buddy. My buddy. With kid sister. Oh, God. I forgot about that. Kid sister. He goes, yeah, and kid sister. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. Well, th- those are some great ones. Thankfully, none of those are on our list. <laughs> uh, moving on to me, I, I just I just mentioned it, and um, Bag, I believe this was an honorable mention for you. But for me, uh, number five has to be, and it's not a specific one, but it's a specific era, and that would be the McDonald's commercials of like the night late seventies into the nineteen eighties. Hamburger University. Um, it's I Good really, is this going to open? Yeah, I think it is opening. There we go. It's it's in there somewhere. Hang on. There it is. There we go. All right. Turn that down just a little bit. Yeah, with the silly. I, I, first of all, the McDonald's Land's characters. I'm I'm fucking crazy about those things. I collected the toys because back in the 1970s they came out with. Um, Migo style McDonald's Lens dolls, you know, like action. They're dolls. I'm not going to call them action figures. Who am I kidding? <laughs> They're freaking dolls. I collected the dolls. I still have a bunch of them in the packages and stuff. I loved getting the plates. Does anybody remember when McDonald's would have those special plates that had the, the yellow border around yep. it? And that I loved that. I loved the glasses. I have them back here. Yeah. I have glasses yeah, I of that. I had so many fond memories of McDonald's commercials with the characters and then even getting into like the, all, all these when they would have uh, just the workers. That, like You thought when you were a kid, you thought McDonald's was the happiest fucking place oh, to yeah. have a job on earth. <laughs> it was the best place ever. Like when I get older, I'm going to work at McDonald's and not realizing that your parents are like... Let's hope that you get something a little better than that, all right? Sport, you know, like, you know, you know. I mean, it's fine. Somebody's got to do the job. It's, you know, but I mean, nowadays you can get paid a lot to work at McDonald's the way things are going. But I'm just saying it was great back then that it it always had this theme of, like, happiness. It was a special place to be. Now McDonald's isn't looked at quite the same way, but back then McDonald's was, like, pure happiness. And then they'd have, like, these commercials where there was always... I don't know if it's showing for them. I think you need to click it over. Oh, they don't? Okay, here. Here. I can start over. Yep, I will I will start it over for them, uh, in theory. So okay. can you guys see it now? There we go. <laughs> yeah, McDonald's with if if we got a happy meal, it was the coolest yeah. thing. Um, and, and now that I've got kids of my own and they get their own Happy Meals, the toys are not the same. They're, they're plastic and they're much more generic. Like, I remember when I was a kid, you could get the special edition Hot Wheels car oh, yeah. and, you know, stuff like that. But not only was it that, like, McDonald's was that happy kids place where 
you know, the um, the inside of the seats, the tables all like had the hamburger feel to it. The outside playground, like if you got to play, if you found a McDonald's that had the outdoor playground that had the ha- uh, was it the Mayor McCheese or the hamburger, yeah, where you could like it's climb into the middle of it and yeah, you could like like play in his head. It was awesome. Like that was one of the coolest things when I was a kid. Like we got to go in and eat there and play in the playground. I had done something right. Like that was like a reward for something yeah. and it was awesome. <laughs> and, but but a lot of these commercials, it brings me right back to that because this is that experience, you know, captured on film. Yeah. And let me bring up something too that maybe it's again, cause I'm just like a weird kid, but I mean, when you'd see the commercials, it was fine initially when it was like Mayor McCheese, Big Mac, uh, Grimace, whatever the fuck he was, you know, all that kind of stuff. He's a taste bud, isn't he? Is that what he's supposed to be? I think he's supposed to be a taste bud. Really? Mm -hmm. That's a fucked up taste bud. Yeah, Yeah, it's kind of weird. I grimaced at the thought of that. Oh. Uh, Wow. (laughs) Um, I mean, but like when they started doing things like with with the nuggets and stuff, didn't it, did, did it feel a little weird? Like, did it feel a little cannibalistic because there was like, hey, where are the nuggets? And then it's like, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to eat you. You're yeah. going to die in my mouth. Yeah. That's how I felt about the California raisins, too. It was kind of in that same vein. Like, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, but the, it, but the California the raisins at least cute. were just dancing around and singing. The nuggets you were know, like liter- pick them up and eat them. The nuggets were literally dipping. They were suicidal nuggets that were di- jumping uh-huh. into the sauce to be like, here, I even sauced my ass up for you. Bite me, you know, like <laughs> as a kid, I had never considered that. I know, just like the M M&M and M commercials. Yeah. Oh yeah, those. Are, yeah, well, they've even made jokes about that, yeah. you know, on the M M&M and M commercials where it's like, oh, you know, we're gonna get eaten. And, yeah. Right. Exactly. It's weird. So. Yeah. But it works. Yeah. <laughs> We've got more. Yeah, Dave's is a taste bud. That's uh, so apparently that's what Meg says. I thought I read it somewhere. I thought it just came out. It could. You could be right. You know. Uh, Klondike bar people are bringing up about mm, what, what would you, you do, do for a Klondike bar? That was a nice harmony, you guys. Yeah. The Charlie Daniels Geico commercial is a favorite of mine. I don't know if I know that one. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Saw a meme recently comparing McDonald's in the late 80s, early 90s, and nowadays. Wow, I miss those play places. Yeah. I yeah, mean, those play places were awesome. I mean, McDonald's is a place. I, does, do, do kids even go to McDonald's and do like the birthday parties anymore? No. Oh, well, no, I see. Not so disappointing because however I, so yeah. uh this is off topic and i apologize for this but um we we I, we took my six-year-old to a mcdonald's for the first time like it was the first time post-pandemic where we right. went into mcdonald's mm-hmm. to eat and I, i'm assuming that alex like your meme kind of talks about how when you were a kid it was this great kid place and now it's like this depressing adult yeah. futuristic restaurant you like you walk in and it's very modern looking mm-hmm. but one of the tables had this really cool led display on it with like uh, the dots and like if you waved your hand over it or if you touched it oh, that's the neat. dots kind of change color and my six-year-old loved that that's great that's i mean cool. he doesn't have the really cool outdoor playground to compare it to but it was like a sensory yeah it's exactly could... what it was it was a sort of sensory table which was really cool so they're still kind of playing off of that aspect to the kids and things like that it's just not as fun and playful as it was when we were kids hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I get that. I just don't. I the don't... ashtrays at McDonald's. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That that brown thing with <laughs> the M in the yeah. middle. Yep. Uh huh. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. There. You were definitely a kid of your time if you remembered the <laughs> McDonald's ashtray. Oh wow. That's pretty funny. All right. Well, we'll talk. I I could talk about McDonald's for an hour. I'm not going to do that. So mm-hmm. we've talked enough about that. Matthew. My number four was Grey Poupon. Oh, that is my number yes. two. All yes. right, so we got our first crossover. Pardon me, so do you have any Grey Poupon? So, 
<laughs> and you want to talk? So this is one of those commercial campaigns. That the Latin finer things in life came out in like eighty-one, eighty-two. Right. Well, I, hopefully everybody can see now. That's the, the original one. is very different from where it went later, yes. right? Yeah. Yes. Very serious. Yes. Very, very serious. Upper class. Yes. Very upper class. Yes. It was. We need some grab You were the cream of the crop. Yes, you were. And uh, and even like if this is one of the, the commercial that I think it is. It was actually made with wine. That's how they touted it at the beginning. That it was your. It was yes. adult mustard. Yeah. Let's see if they say yeah. It even has. It even has wine. Yes. <laughs> yes, that was the selling point. Like you're getting this great Dijon with some wine. Yeah. Like it was the upper echelon. But this, to me, is one of the most parodied and remembered commercials of all time to be able to pull up next to somebody. Pardon me, do you have any great Poupon? And one of the reasons that this is in my top five is, so again, this commercial came out in 81. I graduated high school in 94. When I got my license in 92, I had a bottle of Grey Poupon in my glove box because my friends and I would still do that. We would pull up next to each other or pull up to somebody randomly. Pardon me, do you have any Grey Poupon? And if they didn't, we'd laugh. But if somebody <laughs> randomly would pull up to our car and say, do you have any Grey Poupon? We'd be like, yes, we do, just to be able to play into the joke. And yeah, this to me is, is one of those quintessential commercials that lasted. I mean, it was you know a decade and a half of, of awesome stuff. <laughs> oh man, people are bringing up some good stuff yeah, in there. Yeah, wait, we, they're we, coming. We, they're you com- might have hold, to wait. Hold your horses. Yeah, there might be some that you guys. Yeah, are this one's up. my favorite. Where it's back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> 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 so this is the one I chose for my great yeah. poupon because it just cracks me up. Yeah, why did why did you choose why did you choose great poupon? Because Matt talked about it. So well, no reason. I just thought again. Growing up, that was like, you made it. That was upper class. <laughs> it was amazing. And as a kid, I hated the taste of Grey Poupon. Like, yeah. it was like, it was Dijon mustard and it was icky. icky like, right? I, just yeah. I was like, but I still wanted it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because of this commercial. Absolutely. I wanted it to be upper class. And be like these, these stuck up dudes. I just wanted to get drunk too- on some wine mustard. <laughs> <laughs> Being assholes to each other, but. And oh, they just man. cracked me up, so that that's why I chose. I don't have a cool story. <laughs> I never carried it in my car or anything because I didn't start driving until '96, I guess. So. Okay. I mean, I guess it was a couple years after. Yeah. But whatever. You yeah. know, next time you pull up to me when we get to a gig, man, I'm gonna do that. We're gonna be back and forth. People at the bar, the club, <laughs> like, are gonna be like, going "What on? is those two assholes doing?" You know. Next thing, a like, cop pulls up. is like, "Oh, you got." Alcohol in your car, you got grape poupon, has yeah, wine, in, wine it. in it, you're going both good and busted going to the... <laughs> Well, that was a good choice. I mean, I feel like that group, Grey Poupon is one of the absolute classic commercials from the 80s, and then that did go on into the 90s when it had the more silly ones. Uh, it went into the 90s oh, and stuff. My dad's going to bed. Okay, good night, Dad. Feel better. feel better. Yeah, I hope you feel better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've got some other people bringing up stuff. Uh, let's see. Uh, Joe says, I always thought with Grey Poupon had wine, it would have gotten me drunk. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Oh, man, Dave Lesko just brought up Reuniti on nice. Reuniti so nice. Speaking of booze. Yeah. Reuniti, Reuniti. Oh, wow. And that, that just came back to yeah, me right I now. I would love to do an entire show on uh, alcohol commercials. Yes. I mean, those... Like, I want to talk about some Zima. That's what I want to talk oh, about. Jeez. <laughs> wow. Zima. Ugh. But yeah, we, yeah, if we did, yeah. Oh, no, there's great old, old uh, commercials, especially when you get back into like the 70s mm-hmm. and the early 80s, because there was Hams, the Hams Bear. There Porter's was, you Banquet, know, yeah. You know, Lowenbrow. Lowenbrow. Let it be Lowenbrow. Bartles and James. Yeah. Bartle, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bartles and James. Yeah, yeah. Pepperidge Farm remembers. Yeah. Or how about. I can't believe it's not butter. They have oh, they're here. bringing up that. Yep, yeah. I can't uh-huh. believe it's not Bart- yeah. Bartles. Yeah. And uh, 
Martini and Rossi Asti Spumanti. <laughs> <laughs> Which always reminds me of the Asti Spumanti reminds me of the rich Corinthian leather. I don't yeah. know why, but it does. It's like it's, it's, it's. Oh, so, oh, Megan, what was your number four? Yeah. What's your number four, Meg? Uh, hamburger Helper. Oh, that's an awesome one. I love it. And now a Russian So I chose this one because um, I chose the Russian guy here. Because he cracks me up with his little hat and his little mustache, and then he falls over, which totally relates to me. <laughs> so, and I just stroganoff hamburger helper is my fucking favorite. I could eat it like every day. I, I love it. You know what? I'll be honest with you. I love it too. I was just talking about it like I don't know a week ago. Some came up about hamburger helper, and I was just like, oh man, I want some fucking hamburger helper. Yeah. What's your favorite hamburger helper? We say stroganoff. Is that what your favorite? Yes. Is? Oh, okay. I didn't hear you say that one. Okay. All day, every day, stroganoff. Yeah, I love the one. It was like the the mac and cheese one. Mm. Like it, it was that like beefy mac and cheese. It was so good. Mm, yeah. 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 Like I I, th- I feel like if you were a kid of the region, like hamburger helper was part of your like weekly staple. Absolutely, you know? like, it was it for was me just, growing up. Yeah, it was like it was an easy way to turn like literally turn hamburger into anything else that's tasty and yummy and full of calories and goodness. Yep, it still is when I cook for myself weekly. Yeah. Hamburger helper is gonna be one of them. <laughs> No doubt yeah. about it. Oh, people bring it up. Good stuff. Parquet. Butter. Mm. Butter. Parquet. Parquet. Forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the thing with uh, when I was a kid, I mean, that again, brilliance in advertising. Now, as a kid, you could give a shit about you ate whatever your parents made you. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, that was the case, right? Mm-hmm. Or whatever, whoever your guardians were, they you ate what you were fed. And so I didn't really find myself caring that much about commercials that had unless it was for like you know zingers or ho-hos or you know kid stuff right but when they came out with that mascot with that silly little hand guy that little glove guy i was always enthralled Mm -hmm. with hamburger helper and then that made me like well i want hamburger helper Helper. because of that guy Uh you know like i was always into that one okay i guess i would mention is a uh, a possible uh, honorable mention that's kind of like that is I always and I because I have them up on my windowsill right now in my kitchen. I love the Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> I relate to him. <laughs> I, I relate to him. I, 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 he's extremely pale and white. So am I. He's got he's got that belly. You know, he's kind of silly. If you poke him, he makes funny noises. That's me. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. So that's, you know, I relate to the Pillsbury Doughboys. So, yeah, I mean, that is brilliant advertising when they come up with stuff like that, because then that makes that kid when mom or dad or whomever takes it to the store and you see that that mascot and then the kid's like, oh, you know, that's the guy. And uh-huh. it brings it to the parents attention. And go, oh, you know, hamburger helper. I'll make that tonight. Yeah. Brilliant. That's have you, have you seen the meme of the hamburger helper hand? Where it's like the skeleton of what he really looks like because he's just oh, his no. hand. And it's literally just his face, but these big tentacle bones that come up into each of the fingers. And when you think of it like that, you're like, that's oh. creepy. That's creepy as fuck. Oh, I'm not okay yeah, with yeah, that. No, no, it's, no. it's, it's incredibly, I don't see that. incredibly creepy. Ruin everything. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. As adults, we have the ability to, to ruin, ruin everything. everything. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I thought that's. That tricks, was... Yeah, tricks are for kids. Javier, oh, good one. Oh, I love tricks are for kids. The funny thing, so side note, because he mentioned the tricks are for kids. Mm-hmm. Tricks are just little chocolate pebbles, which is what rabbits poop. Uh-huh. And I always wondered, like, is that intentional that tricks are look like little well, rabbits? Well, but tricks pellets? are not chocolate. They're fruit. They're fruit. 
They're little round. Well, okay, fruit then guys. what are the ones that are chocolate? That are You're the thinking of the bunnies um, that looks like bunny poop. Yeah. What yeah. What are those? Um, Somebody in the comments, refresh me. Yeah. What's the chocolate? Set us Yeah, because Trix is round, sear. Uh, You're round, right. Round fruity one, but the right. but the brown ones are something else. Yeah. Oh, why can't I think of what that oh, is? Oh, they're gonna kick it. They're gonna they kick our butts. Cocoa, Cocoa puffs. puffs. There, thank that's you. Thank you, Joe. Yes, Cocoa Puffs. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, but and that's the fucking bird. I'm cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. So I've 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 cross pollinated my two <laughs> <laughs> my childhood. However, if a rabbit ate a bunch of like fruit and then shat it out, it would be like tricks. Yes. Yes, it would. So we still. I, I got can there. guarantee it's not. No. I have oh, that's five rabbits. Right. Yeah, it's Meg, not. <laughs> Meg is the rabbit authority. She's on. She's had many, many rabbits. Right. So wait. So who's number four? Are we on? Are we on yours then? I think we're on mine still. Still, we haven't even got to yours. No, we haven't gotten to mine. We're still only on number four, huh? Yeah. You guys keep getting sidetracked. Sorry. Well, we th- really do. Need, we have talked about this a couple times of having a little timer at the bottom of the screen, and when that timer yeah, goes, it's like, a- yeah, you're cutting it off. Like you're you're done. <laughs> Moving to the next one. Yeah, we need that. We need like the little hourglass thing or something, yeah. you know. Um, right, what's your number four? My number four. I'd like an Atari It is Atari video games. Let me turn this down because I'm sure it's kind of loud. Uh, it is Atari video game commercials. I now I know this kind of again. People could say, well, you said you weren't going to do toys. To me, video games, it's not quite the same thing. No. You know, it's not the same as like a a G.I. Joe or a Star Wars toy or something like that. For me, um, these commercials I thought were really amazing. And they're so funny to me now as as an adult. Because the thing about these old Atari video game commercials is they made the games look so much better (laughs) than they they actually were. Which, don't get me wrong, I love and adore Atari 2600. It's still my favorite video game system, or or close to it at least. Um, But the way they would they would do it especially i mean like this is like a straight up like atari commercial i always love that i love the atari logo i love that little music they play yeah Yeah, that that always got me but getting into these like here the ones that i really loved were the ones that were especially done by other companies like activision Mm -hmm. activision always had like the best commercials they they just i don't know i would watch these commercials and i would get like so amped up about wanting to play these games and not realize like enduro here like not realizing that like that that's as good as it's gonna get <laughs> you know what i mean like that's like it makes it look like you know there's so much adventure and action you're gonna have oh here and then here's a favorite of mine getting into frogger which was done by parker brothers you know like i liked a lot of the other licensed property ones i felt like they always made really cool commercials i loved the animation and stuff i mean look how fast that's going look how like exciting they're making that look and then the actuality of you get on there and it's like like it's like but i love it you know i mean i can i can poke fun at it now and everything oh kaboom this is one of my favorite video games of all time i (laughs) i make myself literally go cross-eyed playing this game do you guys remember kaboom at all Mm -hmm. no with the baskets where you had to catch the bombs as they're dropping in zigzag uh no no i we were the family that always chose the wrong platform. Like instead of the uh, the Atari Twenty Six Hundred, we had the Odyssey. Oh, okay. Well, which, I mean, it was okay. still a cool Odyssey game, cool. but it wasn't like we were the ones that got Betamax when everybody else had VHS. We got Sega when Nintendo was the thing. Right. We always. Well, happened. I, I was. I'm with you. I'm a Sega boy. I, I so. love Sega. I do. But when it came to the Twenty Six Hundred, if it wasn't like Pitfall or 
Um, There's Pitfall here. Well, yeah. yeah, Pitfall was, uh, that hands down Pitfall was my favorite of the ones to play. Yeah, and I just, I, I don't know. But again, to your point, look at how fast that's moving. Like, that game didn't move that fast. And just the way they edited it, and then with throwing all the other scenes in there, and they were always kind of funny, you know, like they had really good humor to it, yeah. especially the Activision The Activision ones. commercials were awesome. Activision ones were great. Uh, pole position, I mean, that was such a big deal. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. Anyway, I, I just... Even now, it's one of those things where I can come across a 20-minute, you know, uh, compilation of Atari commercials, and I'll just sit there and veg Watch out them on them for half yeah. an hour, you know, whatever. And I just, I, I love it. It, it, it made me happy. How about E.T.? Yeah, I was just going to say. Oh, poor <laughs> E.T., man. There's a landfill out there somewhere. That yeah, all of those they, games. They, they found the landfill. Did they oh. find they, it? Oh, yeah, and it was real because that was an urban legend uh -huh. for years that they had they had put a bunch of games there because Atari just had this backlog of, like, returned E.T. cartridges and stuff like that in 1983, and so they just threw in a landfill, and they actually dug it up and found it, and it, oh, wow. it was real, yeah. man. Which I think, again, as we're talking about this stuff, there's so many great upcoming episodes that we could make out of these. And to tell the story of that E.T. video game and, and yeah. how it was hyped and how it wasn't completed and then how it undersold and then it became that urban legend. Um, if, if you if you have the opportunity to look up the E.T. Atari video game, oh, it's man. a really cool story of uh, just video games gone wrong and overhype of a product that just didn't... And yeah, I would love to have. talk about it because I won't go on about it because the funny thing is in some of the like the collector groups and various things I've been in and even in the Geeking Squad, our own group uh, that we have on Facebook, people have brought up E.T. and I and a couple people have said and I agree with them. They're like, E.T. was actually a pretty good game. It was a tough game. It was different. There were frustrating aspects to it. Mm -hmm. I think in a way it was it was almost a little ahead of its time. Well, I think one of the, the and again, we are so off topic yeah. of commercials at this point, but with the Atari games, even the Sega and the Nintendo games, the issue you had with a game like E.T., it was difficult to play and there were no save points. There wasn't a save yes. option in something like that, that if you had a game like that, you know, with the later consoles where you could have those save points, it made it a whole lot easier. And I think like even with, you know, with Mario, like I love Mario, but like you got so far and then, yep. you know, you had to quit the game because you oh, had to yeah. go to like Aunt Cindy's house or something like that. And you had to turn it off. <laughs> you were so pissed because you just got to that certain point. Yeah. Exactly. No, it's one of my buzzer. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Number three, yeah. let's go. Buzzer. So we're moving on. So Matthew, you can, <laughs> you can, you can, the look you can at keep you. Uh, yeah, yeah. I saw the look as I turned over. You're like, shut it, Valuka. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it. Bringing up got milk. That was a good yeah. one. Yeah. That's a good one. It's um, um, all right, Matthew. So you're number my, three. My number three is a Coke commercial that ran for quite a bit in the in the '80s that even spun off into its own TV show. Yes, it did. Uh, Max Headroom. Yeah. I love Max Hedrum. This was such a cutting edge thing to do at the time. Um, this this robot AI character who had just talked about how cool the Coke products were. I loved Max Hedrum so much that the year that this commercial came out, I went with as him for Halloween. Did so you I had really? Built, yeah, he built this well, cardboard the, box. Is that where the hair came from? Yeah, that's where the hair. Yeah, <laughs> and honestly, yeah, it's a lot of Max Hedrum hair. Like he's got a good quaff going on, and I love it. Um, but yeah, I, I had the cardboard box that I cut out the front of it and decorated it to look like a TV, and I had actually yeah. put it together where there was a pair of suspenders that, when the cardboard box sat on me, the cardboard box came down just far enough, and everything like that. Um, and I had the suit on and everything, and I thought I was just the coolest kid in the world. And yeah, Max Hedrum to me top-notch commercial i i remember that was such a you're probably a little too young for that are you uh, yeah you? i don't remember that one at all uh, that was such a groundbreaking different 
commercial. Like, I, I think people, if you weren't around then and you weren't a certain age and everything, you don't understand that the first time you saw Max Headroom and the way they did that, you'd never seen anything like that before because it was pseudo AI, you know, that they did. Because, I mean, it was built on an actual actor they had playing Matt Frewer. Yeah, yeah. That, that playing Max Headroom and everything. But the, just the way they did it, it was so modern, mm-hmm. extremely modern. And because I think this is, uh, without giving too much away, I think this is the only soda commercial in our list, right? Uh, yeah. You didn't pick any. anything, mm-hmm. right? And you didn't pick anything no, else. No, this is- it's the only soda or cola commercial. And again, if you weren't around in the 80s, you do not understand the magnitude of the Cola Wars, man. The Cola yeah. Uh-huh. Dude. And people yeah. could go, well, what's the big deal? Oh, yeah, people still debate about, like, Coke versus Pepsi. Yeah. No, no, no. It got, like, massive. By 1984, 85, uh-huh. it got massive. And it was, it was, like, in the news. Like, people would talk about it because they were... They were spending millions, if not billions of dollars, trying to one-up each other. Mm-hmm. There was no, like, oh, we can just peacefully coexist on the shelves. No, no, it was one or the other. Like, you were adamantly Pepsi. And I've always been adamantly Pepsi. Pepsi guy, like... Yep. And, but, That's vegan. But this this commercial was one of the ones that made me kind of want to flip. And then, like, talking about the wars, when New Coke came out, and it... Oh, and it, what a disaster But, it wasn't, but was. it wasn't New Coke at the time. It was the, the formula. And then it bombed. And then there was New Coke and Coke Classic, and... And yeah, it was it was huge. Like even in the Billy Joel song, well, we didn't start the fire. There's the rock and roller cola wars. Like it was, yeah, it got name checked in a fucking Billy Joel uh-huh. song. What does you know that that's tell you? Huge, yeah, it was a big yeah. deal. Yeah, and it was it was raging so hardcore. And then Coke in the middle of that came out with the new Coke formula. Uh-huh. And what people don't understand is when they did that. They initially eliminated old Coke. There yeah, was, was no gone. Coke Classic. No. It was like, no, this is just going to be the only Coke you get. And it was this uh-huh. new flavor. And people fucking yeah. hated yeah. it. And it was such a massive dick kick for those guys. Uh-huh. Like, that they, they, w- they had to backtrack so quickly. Like within a matter so, of like a couple of weeks. Well, yeah, yeah. It was a couple so of fast. weeks, all of a sudden, Coke was like, oh, oh okay, okay, okay. Well, we're going to keep new Coke, but we're going to put out Coke Classic. So for you that still like regular Coke, you've got it. Yeah. You've got it. Like, yeah. it, oh, man. And then there was so many other things and then you had like yeah, Michael- crystal pepsi like joe's talking about that yeah there yep. were so many things you tried in that like there was clear coke and crystal pepsi and this is like back before like i remember when cherry coke first came out they were the first ones to really yep. do a flavored cola and like that was the one time i would choose coke over pepsi because it was cherry coke yep, it yep. Was the flavor and it was awesome yeah and then there was also and then and then Pepsi had another coup because they got Michael Jackson. Oh, yeah. And that was that was a big deal because Michael uh-huh. Jackson was literally the biggest yes. thing in the world. And it like was, you want to go down that rabbit hole, then like there was the Pepsi commercial, the live thing where his hair caught on fire. Right. And, like, and yeah, then they was, had that. And then there was all this bad uh-huh. PR from that because, oh, my God, they killed Michael Jackson. Yes. You bastards. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you let him on fire, you bastards. Yeah, yeah, they set him on fire. Like, hee-hee. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, I mean, it Again, we could do an, it's another one. We could do a whole thing all about that. We've talked yeah. a bunch about it now, but it was just so yeah. interesting. So yeah, that that's a great yeah. choice. So man. the last thing I want to say about it, one of the things that, like again, watching these as an adult, um, when I was a kid, like I said, it was all about the jingles and the feel good stuff, and even the the cola stuff had a lot of that feel good. And looking back on it, Max Hedrum was the first time they kind of went on a serious notion to it that he was almost that talking head pundit kind of thing that we know now as you know your your Tucker Carlson 
Collins or your uh, John Stewart or, or whomever. That's a good point. I like, didn't even think yeah, about like, that. But but and the funny thing is, like with the the TV show, when the TV show spun off on that, he was this AI character, and uh, from what I remember about it, it was this yeah. dystopian future. Yes, but Max I was just Hedrum, saying it was very dystopian. Yes, it was very dark and very heavy. And um, like I said, watching that now and realizing what a departure it was from the commercials they had done, I have point. a very different respect for it now too, which is kind of cool. Great point. Yeah, I didn't even think about that, man. But that that's a very good point. Yeah. So all around, yeah, that definitely belongs on here because that was such a groundbreaker and very memorable. But all right, moving on. Megan. Yes, my number three. Yeah, your uh, number three. I went with Malto Mill. <laughs> those commercials, those pop up in my head all the time. Me too. Especially when it's cold out. Uh huh. You got to go in and defrost. Yep. So here we go. Hey, what happened to your cereal? Yeah, this one cracks me. Uh, it looks wrong. Oh, yeah. I think Tommy or something. Lucky I can't bear. remember his name. Oh, uh, no. It, oh, yeah, he had to my food. Or to my food. Oh, okay. Bear. Good stuff, bear. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, so where's his bear at? Sure. Why don't you show me that bear? He's first. always cracked me up. Are you sure? And then he's like, oh, if you're sure right, you want me to open sure? the store. Okay. He's like, Tommy, shut the door. But I still, chocolate melto meal is my, when I don't feel good or I'm freezing to death, like this that's little your, kid that's, here. That's, your that's my go-to. I, yes. Yeah, this is the one that I remember, especially when I grew up. This would have came out, this one here probably would have came out like around 81, 80, 81. So I was that kid. He's like, oh gosh, you're gonna get blown away. Yep. He goes out. He comes <laughs> so back, back, back in. <laughs> He's like, screw I this. I think I need some more malto meal. <laughs> what was the the, the sister? Cream of wheat. Cream of wheat. Cream of wheat. Yeah. And now, see, that's the funny thing because you were a malto meal kid. Mm-hmm. I was a cream of wheat kid. Mm-hmm. And I was right on the cusp. Yeah. Like really? we, yeah, we got cream and wheat, but when you got malto meal, oh, that was you know the chocolate and the awesome and the flavor and all yeah, of that stuff. Yeah, granted, like, malto meal was like the, the was the better like the step up from mm-hmm. from cream of wheat. But I just grew up cream of wheat, man. You know that was that was my. Th- I still love cream of wheat. I haven't had it in. I haven't forever. had it in decades. Like I, forever. We we need to have like a tasting, like these childhood <laughs> things. Let's go back and. That would be so, cool. Yeah, hey, that would be fun. Would you would you let us know, you folks at home, whether you're with us live or if you're watching or listening to this later, let us know. Would you be interested in if us doing, especially if we did a live stream, that'd be even more fun. If we got a bunch of different foods that we haven't eaten or like we're more familiar, like from childhood like that. Like I, I can't tell you the last time I've had cream of wheat or malto meal. And if we like actually ate them live here and like crit- <laughs> critiqued them now as middle-aged adults, like would that be something people would be interested in? Or, you need to say yes, everybody. Cause we you're like, we don't want to do it anyway. So. Watch you awesome. Go for it guys. We promise not to smack in your ears. Yeah. Cause Joe was saying he had it this morning. Joe, did you seriously have malto meal for breakfast? this morning wow or maybe he had cream of wheat it was a cream of wheat yeah which one life cereal life uh, mikey mikey likes it yeah mm-hmm. teddy graham's uh-huh. teddy somebody, ruxpin. ruxpin teddy ruxpin yeah somebody up there had done the, the butterfinger the, the simpsons oh, oh i love yeah. that was a good one yeah wow i forgot about all that huh? the butterfinger thing with bart simpson yeah, yeah that was his early 90s yeah nobody yeah, had cream of wheat on my butterfinger nice <laughs> I man, yeah. See, that's why we love doing this live like this because there's so many things you guys have brought up that I wouldn't even have thought of. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Meg, yeah, that's that's a great one. Like that, definitely. Yeah, we, those commercials always crack me up, and I I still love my Malta Mill. And it takes it takes me right 
uh, which is the point of this is yeah. that right back to my childhood. It takes me right back to childhood when mm-hmm. I when I see that multi meal kid. Yeah. People bring it up. Oscar Mayer wieners. <laughs> was it like I wish I was an Oscar Mayer wiener? How did that whole thing go? I don't remember. Um, I don't remember. Yeah. And the Wienermobile. We still yeah. see the Wienermobile. Yeah, he's Ned, I took here. a picture with my kids. This past yeah, you year. did. Yeah, yeah it was, he yeah, sure it was did. in town. It was in Maryville. It was awesome. <laughs> oh, Hoss Strebeck just joined us. You're, he's late. Oh, you're going to have so much you got to get caught up on. But in true fashion, we're still only on number three. <laughs> 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 we've been doing this for like an hour and we've, we're only on number three. So you got plenty more for us to talk about and everything. Um, all right. So moving on to my number three. I'm oh, gonna... Alex says he feels a trivia torture coming in that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. We were just talking I about done one of those yet. No, and we, we've been talking about... The reason we haven't done Trivia Torture is because we came up with some slightly new format, and uh, Megan, Vito, and myself did an episode, which might still come out, but there was some technical... Go figure, geeking poetic technical difficulties. There was some technical stuff that I had to deal with, and if I can ever fix it, then it's going to come out, but... We definitely want to do more in the future. And now we've got Matt Torture involved. Matt. I am fine to be tortured. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that. we're getting it. I wish I were an Oscar Mayer wiener. That is what I truly want to be. Because if I were an Oscar Mayer wiener, everyone would be in love with me. You know, the problem is that just goes to show the the innocence of back when that was written. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Because. It doesn't hold up so well. Because. If Although they still play it, don't they? Well, there are there are artists out there that are singing songs about wishing that they, you know, wanting everybody to be in love with their wiener. And that's that's a whole other yeah. ball of wax. Uh, it's a, a ball of something. Ball. Yeah. Just balls. Yeah. <laughs> but in any case, what um, is your number three, Larry? My number three. I honestly uh, let me think about this. I don't remember. So I'm just going to pull it up. Yeah. And we'll see uh, where we're at. Oh, of course. How could I ever forget? Well, and again, I said I wasn't going to talk about specific toys and stuff, but to me, this is... Anything about a toy store. But I didn't say I wouldn't talk about a toy store. It is Toys R Us. The world's greatest toy store is Toys R Us. I, yeah, I mean, wow, there's not much that takes me back more than a Toys R Us commercial. And then, of course, we get into the, I don't want to grow up. No. I'm a Toys R Us kid. Do you remember this? Uh Uh-huh. And these went on for a long time. They did this all throughout the 80s into the early 90s and stuff. I absolutely adored. Uh, Yeah, Javier says, I want to be a Toys R Us kid. I, yeah, I'm with you. Do you guys remember Kids R Us, the clothing store? Oh, sure. yeah. Spin-off? Like, mm-hmm. when, like when we got to go shopping there, it was the coolest place. And they had yeah. Babies R Us. Yep. Babies R Us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Talk about a brand that was awesome at the time and unfortunately just didn't live with the the changing time. No. Well, Toys R Us in general. There's a whole thing. I've talked a little bit about it in pa- in the past, mm-hmm. past episodes because Toys R Us ultimately closed down right about when we started the podcast. And I talked about it a little bit. And... It's a shame what happened to that store because I do think Toys R Us, if it had been handled differently, could still be around. This is these ones, the commercial you're seeing right now, that's actually from like early 90s. So just to kind of show how it evolved, it yeah. still went on later. They had those ones with Jeffrey, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and again, I was I wouldn't talk about one of my favorite ones was one of the holiday ones for Easter with with all the bunnies going, here comes Peter Cottontail. Happy down the bunny trail there's just all these bunnies singing it and jeffrey's going enough enough stop 
<laughs> it's pretty funny. But anyway. One of the things that I loved about Toys R Us, and it doesn't have much to do with the commercials itself, but it's the brand. Do you remember when we were kids, mm-hmm. Toys R Us was, it was just like the long aisles. Like yeah. that's all you did. It's just like you, there were like long aisles. There was a break in the front, a break in the middle, and the break in the back. And the rest of them were just the big long yes. aisles. And there was the bike that's aisle. That's the way it should have stayed. And there were the toy, you know, like the, uh, like the slot car aisle and the Hot Wheels. That's where I spent most of my time. Okay. And then, um, through through time through through marketing research they had realized that with with stores like that and even your grocery store you'll notice now like you go into the grocery store most of the time you turn to the right and you've got produce here and then you've got your meat in the back and then you've got your shelves and then you're coming up to the cashier you have to go through the store it's like ikea you have to go through to get to where you want to go to yeah and right before toys r us had shut down they'd completely reworked their floor plan yeah they did where you know it was it was a maze of things you couldn't just walk down one aisle it was a mistake but but what it was done for kids, like you wouldn't just walk to what you wanted and get out. You had to walk through all of the other toys in order to get out because by walking through those other toys, you talked to your parents about all the other things that you wanted and they sold more toys supposedly by doing that format. Mm-hmm. But I me, don't think it worked for Toys R Us though. It, it, to me, like it took, because I was that 80s kid, it took that, yeah. it wasn't the same. I don't want to say it took the magic out of it, but I love like those big warehouse like it was just lines of toys and like the new ones when you had to like look through things it was like compartmentalized i love the idea of that aisle that looked like it went for like a mile and a half it was like when you put the ark away at the end of yeah. Jones. like that's what toys r us was like it was toys as far as you could see and that to me it was like oh this is the coolest thing ever because the toys never stop. stop yeah yeah that's pretty cool i yeah i don't know i feel like I feel like that was a mistake. I I understand the logic behind it. I completely get it. But I don't think the way they did it was good at all, Um, especially because I was in Toys R Us a lot, even shortly before it closed, because I'm a geek and I, I collect toys and stuff. So I was in Toys R Us constantly. And I would see and hear adults complaining all the time because... The way they changed it and they way, the way they made it so mazy, it made some of those aisles really difficult to navigate. Absolutely. And God forbid if there was more than one mother with a few kids in there, if you tried to have multiple, it, you couldn't navigate it, especially over where like the the uh, the fashion dolls and a lot of like the younger, younger kid stuff. Mm-hmm. They made that so mazy. It was really awkward. They they kept the boys' aisles fairly more simplistic and everything, thank goodness. But, yeah, it was just it, – it, it, Toys R Us just got mishandled from the late ni- mid-late 90s on. It was just mishandled all across the board. And I see these commercials, and not only does it make me miss Toys R Us and stuff, but it just makes me miss those days of – like, I'm bummed that you don't have, like, I don't have kids, but you have perfect Toys R Us age kids. Absolutely. And I'm, even though I get it, you could, well, I can order all my toys on Amazon no, and I can blah, blah, blah. Oh, it's uh. not the same. There were so many toys that I got as a kid that I wound up loving that I didn't even necessarily set out to go get from the store. Like I would be in the store and I'd find I'd come across something. I'd be like, what is this? And I and I'd end up getting it and come home. It would be like my new favorite toy. And now you don't have that. Like they have to find it online or have somebody that shows it to them. It's a it's it's a mistake yeah. and it's a shame, but yeah. So these the commercials like that just bring me right back. Yeah, and it. you know somebody in the, in the comments had mentioned that you know uh, Toys R Us might be coming back. They also mentioned KB Toys, and KB, KB Toys was, was awesome, awesome too. Uh, 
South Lake Mall. South Lake Mall. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Um, but but yeah, I, I, right now, like when we take the boys out for toys, it's, you know, you're going to Target or you're going to Walmart and there's really like three or four aisles out of the entire store. And they're usually that, destroyed, that, by yeah, the way. But that but, magic yeah. is not the same. Like to be able to walk into a toy store as a kid knowing this entire store was stuff for me. It was a toy store. It wasn't yeah. my parents' store. It was my store. And that's, to me, what Jeffrey and those commercials want to be a Toys R Us kid. It was that. Well, here's an interesting point, bringing Megan to this a little bit, because Megan... I was never in a Toys R Us until I was in my 20s. Wow. Never she didn't been in a toy with, store. She I was the Walmart with, or something. Oh. She grew up with what kids have now. She had Walmart, you know, or like a grocery yeah, store. Growing up, I, I just lived in this little, little teeny tiny town. And we had a Walmart, a small Walmart. And that was it. It wasn't yeah. even like a super Walmart. It was just a Walmart. But so that that was my toys. Right. And here's the thing I want to bring up, not kind of putting it on the spot, but just it's a thought, is that in as much as you had toys, you brought up your skip it. There were certain toys you had. You didn't grow up being quite the toy kid like people like Matt and I were. You know? No. No, I sure didn't. No, I, I mean I'm not saying that as a put yeah, down. My I'm, memories are more I remember Clothes, of course, because well, I'm, gr- I'm a girl. I'm a girl, but <laughs> I'm a girl. But I don't, I don't have memories of the toys and stuff like that. And I, Other do- than, it took me a while. I was like, I need a toy in here. I need a toy in here somewhere. And it took me forever to find. Skip it. Yeah, and I, and my point, I'm getting at with that. Like I said, I'm not saying that like you're some mutant or something like that. <laughs> what I'm saying is, is that I think that there's something to be said for. That with this advertising, with Toys R Us, and then, you know, the idea of going to Toys R Us, that that it was such a visceral experience that that is the toys are great. The toys in and of themselves, you know, like this shit, like this is great. Okay, this is awesome. But if it wasn't for the fact that I had the commercials that showed me these and then I couldn't wait till Saturday next month or whenever my mom promised me she was going to take me to go seek it. And then, like you said, having that experience of all of that and Jeffrey the giraffe being there, guy in it, the whole thing, that's that is what makes me so nostalgic and happy about these toys it's not just the toy itself it's not just the you know what i mean it's the whole experience and the commercials and stuff and it's uh i think maybe that's part of why you don't have that is because you didn't have that experience you know we're going and and, and i know that you don't miss that because you've never had it but as somebody who did i wish i wish for that for you i wish that that part of childhood for you. Yeah. It was so awesome. <laughs> but what's kind of fun is she gets that now, though. I think it's yeah. like it's fun for you now. It's part of why you enjoy like when we go to our conventions and things like that. And it's kind of like now it's like being a, a big kid in a mm-hmm. toy in store, a, in a really? toy store yeah. again yeah. and getting to see all this and like, wow. So it's like it's kind of fun to see you experiencing some of this stuff new. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's that's awesome. Well, and so speaking of toys, I, yeah. I have I have one toy commercial on here, and it's my number two. Okay, right. um, which is the Micro Machines. All right. Like, when <laughs> I was a kid, I loved I loved cars. I loved Tonkas. I loved Matchbox. I loved Hot Wheels. By the way, Matchbox are infinitely better than Hot Wheels. Always have been. Always will be. But when Micro Machines came out, it was awesome. It was like teeny tiny cars and these little cities that you could build and you could put together and you could like pack them up and carry them with you. And when they folded down, they weren't much bigger than the size of your phone. No. And you had this great little thing that you could take with you. Right. Yeah. Look um, at it. Like he's folding it yeah, all up and it right was now. Awesome. And, and the Micro Machines guy, like he was the, the really fast talking. He was like, I gotta, gotta get that. Yeah, I feel like I need to play that again because it just goes so fast. Here, check this out. See if I can see if I can get it to play again. Um, 
Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> there we go. Is he playing? Yeah. So there, there you go. I mean, good lord. So cool. You can make this whole city out of all these like little pieces. Yeah. It was the freneticness of it. He was super excited about it. They were tiny cars. And it's awesome. And what's really neat is like my my kids now. They have a bunch of these tiny cars. Disney makes them for right. like the Cars movies and things like that. But they don't call them micro machines. But they're the same cars, yeah. the same size, and everything like that. And it's just so interesting that the toy has carried on and has existed for the next generation, but he, the kids don't know them as micro-machines. Like, this right. guy, this fast talker, this Mario-looking dude, <laughs> he he was, like, the shit when I was a kid. Like, you want to talk about selling something. Like, he was awesome about it. And there was just, like I said, that energy and the frenetic and the way that he just spoke. You're like, yes, I need this toy. <laughs> Love it. So that, that like, for having to pick one toy commercial, and there were tons of them. Like, you know, there were Transformers, and there was Mask, sure. and this, all this other stuff. But to me, the Micro Machines, that was my quintessential sure. toy commercial. And the, t- and the Micro Machine was different than all the rest of them. I mean, again, like I said, I could talk forever about toy commercials. But the thing with Micro Machines was that when that came out, it caught your attention. You know, even if you were an adult... It caught your attention. You might disregard all the other commercials that were playing while your kid had the TV on in the on Saturday or in the afternoon or whatever. You might just kind of block it out while you're reading the paper, or you're making dinner or whatever. But that micro machines commercial came out with that guy talking like this, and you were like, and as even as an adult, you were like, whoa, you know, like, <laughs> and it, and it and it stuck out. And again, it's another brilliant piece of advertising to make everybody aware because micro machines were new. They were made by Galoob, which at the time was a smaller company. It wasn't, it wasn't one of the big guys. It wasn't Hasbro. It wasn't Kenner. It wasn't Mattel. You know, Galoob was kind of small. So this was a big property for them to get over with that, with that guy. It was brilliant yeah i mean you anybody our age you can sit there they might not remember a lot of the things toys you'd be like micro machines dude and they're like oh yeah 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 that fast talking guy guy. everybody remembers (laughs) that so that that that's a great one yeah Yeah. um moving along do you want to move along anything no 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 that was it was short and sweet Okay, yeah, oh. just like since it was really fast, we could just get through it really fast. <laughs> fast short, 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 short. Yeah, that's what you should have done. You should have done the whole, the whole thing, thing like, like that. that. You'd be like, my number two is talking about my <laughs> Dang it. Fuck Hot Wheels, Matchbox Rules. You know, it's like. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Megan, your number two. Was Great Poupon. Oh, we that's right. We already talked about it, so All moving right. on to you. Poor Meg, I feel like she just doesn't get enough, you know, she doesn't get enough microphone time here. She's just sitting here. Pardon me, Meg. Would you like to talk about Great Poupon? No, we talked about great poupon, Aww. but I appreciate Touch it. Touch would be like, pardon me, Meg, would you like to poop on me? <laughs> <laughs> wow. See, now, how come Whoa. they have missed, missed they opportunity. Need to, they, they need to bring uh-huh. back, here you go, great poupon makers, right? They need to bring back and do a new, a uh-huh. new thing, because since everything today is just so questionable and raunchy and everything yeah. and borderline anyway, they need to do a new thing. It's like, hey, brother, it's like, you poop on me? Uh-huh. And it's like. Yeah, I guess I can do that and everything. And it's like, it's like, come on, man, you know, just poop on me. Mouth's ready for it and everything. And it's like, and it, it like poop on me. And then yeah. he hands it. It'd, it'd be great because it would be two girls in this one cup. Oh, of God. Poupon. Oh, no. God. Oh, yeah. That's too far. You too far, Mark. Or yeah. Matt. I, mean, I can't even say your name right. Okay. <laughs> I'm not you just just even know you flustered her so much she doesn't uh-huh. even know your name. Yeah. 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 Well, two girls, one couple do that to you. Yeah. And if anybody at home's like, what's two girls, one don't couple? Know. Don't know. Don't. Don't. Do you not. Don't, I'm sure they do all do, not. but don't. Uh-huh. You don't want to know. You don't want to know. No. That That's over the line. <sighs> so far. It's too far. Man. Yeah. Too far. 
<laughs> Poor Megan just sitting there and looking pretty, Javier says. Yeah, exactly. Poor Meg. What I do, I guess. She's got, <laughs> she's got the... So you even got... Wow. Yeah, wow. even Hoss wow, says guys, wow about the... Yeah. Too Matthew. far. Shame on you. <laughs> I was just pitching a commercial you found idea. Our I threshold, was, yeah. okay? <laughs> yeah, that's that's where it is. All right. All right. So my my we'll move on to my number two. Let's, let's just please, get, let's, let's please, just yeah. get away move from on. that. <laughs> oh man. Moving on to my number two. So, you know, we already talked moving about on to your number two. <laughs> uh and then think about it. Yeah, that's right, Meg. You made poop on your number two. I did. Because number two is poop on. Oh God, oh, boy, Matthew. <laughs> See what a bad influence he is. <laughs> this show. We were uh, so innocent before. Totally innocent. No, we weren't. We weren't at all. Love you guys. Love your show. <laughs> you fit right in, actually. <laughs> uh, my number two. So I was. I already talked about. This is awesome. They're saying it. Home. Oh, Christ. Um, so my number two, I already talked about McDonald's, mm -hmm. but McDonald's is not the only uh, fast food chain that I have fond memories of. In fact, I have one that in many ways, that's why I made it number two, my my higher up choice on my list. And some of you at home, some of you, you guys here may not even remember, but my number two is Burger King commercials. And do you guys remember Back when Burger King started competing with McDonald's and having their own characters, because, it, you know, just like McDonald's had Mayor McCheese, blah, blah, blah. Burger King had the Burger King. Now, you guys probably remember later in like the early 21st century, we had those creepy, creepy Burger King, King yeah, yeah, with that uh, big head and everything. Uh -huh. Creepy. You don't like that. huh? No, 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 no. <laughs> he, he was like white van kidnappy rapey burger king yeah he was and it yeah, really yeah. it really bummed me out when they did that because i grew up with the proper burger king which was he looked like that but he was a normal dude he didn't have this big weird rapey head and everything but he was dressed up like that and there were all these other characters there was the duke of doubt and sir shakes a lot and all this stuff like there were all these characters and they had these jingles and as a kid, I was way more into that even than McDonald's. Like wow. seriously, let me let me let yeah, me. Seriously, yeah, let's I, see don't, this. I don't remember, I don't remember this. Let me pull this up for you. And I'll see. Hang on, let me see if I can make it so that I don't know if we can. Uh, we'll be able to hear it or not. I don't know if I can do that. Advanced audio properties. Now you guys can hear it. Okay. This magical burger king, I can do most anything. I've got magic and food that's fun. Oh, she's doing a long version. Fuck me up, Burger King. He reminds me of the king from uh, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Yes. Yeah. Very similar. Why have we not had this music on the entire time? We could have been enjoying this. Burger King, yeah. See, I loved that shit. Look at this fucking Jagoff. He's the Duke of Doubt. The Doubt knows like me. No. Stop. Through. Say, if you can do magic, make me a shake. Okay. Your shake. <laughs> 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 the king of the dad joke. Huh? Yeah. See, that's Meg's kind of humor there. 
Now, Duke of Doubt is a big enough jag off, but wait till you see Sir Shakes a lot. There he is. This really does reek of the 70s. It's so cold and frosty. It's amazing. It's so shaky. Burger King. With my shivery shakes, we don't have a fault. So I'll cover this table. Look. Great shakes. That guy's jonesing. With my baton, have some fun. Say, if you're making shakes, I'll order one. It's a magic shake. I'll make right here. When you sip a little. What's mine disappeared? I've never Yay! seen these. And these it's like a weird like PBS Yeah. Commercial. <laughs> so that's it. So I huh. was really into those characters, so much so that check this shit out. I have right here, I have... Oh, is that Sir Shakes-a-Lot? I have a Sir Shakes-a-Lot glass. I have the glasses. I have this. I have Burger King. I didn't bring him down. He's upstairs. Uh, I do not have the Duke of Doubt. So if any of you that are local and you go to any of these like flea markets or uh, antique stores, if you're like, hey, there's a Duke of Doubt glass, let me know because I want it. I absolutely adored these i love those songs i had a big stuffed uh burger king doll like a like a like a pillow buddy kind of thing you know remember they had those oh, the things pillow buddies you remember those like oh, the wrestling the pillow, pillow buddies. buddies i had one like that of Bur- of the burger king like i fucking loved burger king I, I loved McDonald's, all that kind of stuff, like I said earlier, but this was my shit. I don't know if it was just a South Chicago thing, because I know a lot of other <laughs> buddies of mine that, like, and we still, like, me and my buddy Nick and stuff, we still refer to people, like, we'll be out somewhere, we'll be like, look at that fucking Duke of Doubt looking motherfucker over there. <laughs> like, <laughs> Duke of Doubt kind of reminds me of somebody we were talking about earlier, actually. Yeah, I, I see that. <laughs> right? I totally see that, yeah. You know, that fucking guy. Um, that guy. We're always, I mean, you know, I mean, Sir Shakes a lot. Come on, man. That's like the neighborhood fucking crackhead right there. You know, he's, he's like <laughs> that's me every day. I'm constantly well, that, that's so gold. Yeah, you you are Sir Shakes a lot, but not but not because you fucking not, look Jones like him. Yeah. You're just cold. I'm always freezing. If I'm cold right now. I'm sitting with the heater. Yeah, and I'm still cold. Yeah, exactly. So. Anyway, that's I had to put it in there. I I figured that was going to be obscure for some of you guys Incredibly and stuff obscure. and awesome. everything, but I, I just I, it didn't last very long. I think by the early '80s, the whole like Burger King gang thing was done, unfortunately. But I have very very fond memories of that. I like I said, I had the toys and the all that. I I had to put that in there. So Matt's very bemused right it now. Is. Like I I had, I. I, I love commercials, and I, I have no idea how I didn't know that that campaign existed. I am, I'm very intrigued by Well, what by year like, were you born? I was 76. Oh, wow. Yeah, then you should have. I mean, you would have been young, but I mean, when you were three, four years old, yeah, that, that was still have been around. There, but yeah, I have no recollection of that whatsoever. And maybe I blocked that out for reasons <laughs> <laughs> that we just saw. I don't know. Yeah. 
I, that's fair. That's um, fair enough. I think you may have blocked that out for yeah. good reason and stuff. Yeah. But I no, mean, that, like, I feel like that was like something that should have been like an excerpt in like three to one contact. You're like Sesame Street or something like that. Uh, it fits like right in with that that vein of that, oh, it, which again to me is that like mid sure. to late seventies kind of thing. Yeah, totally. Hit. Three to one yeah. contact. Yeah. See, that's a whole other episode. Yeah, yeah. For another time, I feel like at one point we should just like throw the camera on and just like see where the rabbit hole takes. Kind of like oh we do anyway. Yeah, I mean, really we go off on so many tangents, yeah. but. Anyway, was that it for the number twos? Are we on That's number it. one? Let's go to number one. So the one. funny thing is, like, we're at the number one, and we've yeah. been on for a little over an hour, and an hour and a half almost. Uh, and almost. it's so funny to me, which I love, but I thought for sure, these are 30-second commercials. We should, we're going to rip through these things no, compared to, like, that's movies, the but it's you kidding? Yeah, that's I don't the, know. I don't know what I was thinking. Like, I was thinking shorter content, shorter show, and it's no, not. It's because there's so much to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. And I lo- but that's what I love, like, this rabbit hole of, of, of uh, nostalgia and information. I know and, our shows go long, folks. I know a lot of people are like, boy, this would be so much better if it was only 20 minutes. Well, you know, we'll have some 20-minute content out there for various things. But when it comes to this stuff with the top fives, I mean, part of why we do this specifically, the top five, is because there's so much to say. It's not just uh, the commercials may be uh, 30 seconds to a minute long, but. The, what, what but the impact is the much, impact is yeah. much more long yeah. lasting. Oh, oh no, somebody's asking for a PBS episode. I would totally oh. do a PBS episode. I'd be y'all all, don't even oh. know who you're talking oh, I'm a PBS. to. Talk about Me a rabbit hole as well. I yeah. still, I still, I subscribe to one of the pay things I have on uh, through Amazon is the PBS mm-hmm. channel thing. I because I, all the documentaries, yeah. all the special. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm uh-huh. all about PBS as an adult. I like the the adult stuff, but the kids stuff. Mister Rogers, Three to One Contact, Sesame Street. You know, Reading Rainbow. Reading Rainbow. All, oh, all that. yeah, yeah. So see, we could talk about that stuff for sure. We will definitely. Definitely do an episode. But for now, let's talk about number ones. My number one. uh, Luke Fagan had mentioned this earlier in the comments. My number one is the Wendy's Where's the Beef? That is amazing. Can can we roll that one? I want to. We sure can. Hang on. Can can we actually hear it with them? Yeah, I I will get that. So go ahead and talk about it while I get this. Okay, so it's, it's a group of these old ladies. And. They're going, you know, they're, they, they want a hamburger and they get one from this random fast food restaurant and they open the bun and it's a small little like Oreo sized piece of meat. And the old lady's like, where's the beef? Where, where's the beef at? Where's it at? And like, she's knocking on the counter. She's like, I don't think anybody's back there. Where's the beef? Looking for the beef. And like this, this little old lady and those three words, where's the beef? dominated most of that portion of the 80s when it came out like it was yeah. on t-shirts and it was like the catchphrase to say and like but, but talking about the the burger wars yeah. like it was mcdonald's versus burger king and wendy's was doing their best to cut through the clutter and they had the square burger they were like the the one place like they you went into a wendy's they didn't cut corners yeah that yep. was the other tagline of it but like you went into wendy's and they had that portion that was like the solarium but they had the tables uh, that almost looked like they were the old like 1800s, early 1900 newspaper that was just kind of right. uh, over the top. And like I loved like looking at those old ads that you were in there. There was something about Wendy's that was like stepping back in time. But yeah, the Where's the Beef commercial? That was my my number one like it's commercial of the childhood. I love that one. I'll pull up the audio for us on this so we can hear it as well. Where's the beef? Some hamburger places give you a lot less beef on a lot of bun. Where's the beef? At Wendy's, we serve a hamburger. We might it's a reaction, too. And yeah. Wendy's still has more beef. She was like a, she didn't take any Mac. shit, this old At woman. Wendy's, you like, get more beef and less hey. bun. Hey, where's the beef? You want something better? Your Wendy's. And then, the and then I love where it went. This one is classic. 
<laughs> With the little ladies in the back seat. She's driving the car all crazy and shit. I love that she goes through the single arch. Yeah. Driving up. I don't remember this one. No. This was great. Oh. Home of the big bun. <laughs> they keep shutting the window on her. Yeah, I, I just, man, that is a perfect number one <laughs> because those are still. I thought about it when you first brought this up to me, and I had to get these clips ready. Um, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's so you know typical or whatever. Like everybody remembers, but then I watched them, and I, I found myself fucking laughing out loud at them, and I'm like. It holds up, man. It's 30 some odd years later and that those commercials hold up so well. Like people remember it for good reason because even now that's still funny. Mm -hmm. If Wendy's came out now and like re-released that as like a retro commercial thing to get like people would love it. They'd oh, that'd be, be amazing. They should yeah. totally do that. Totally. And why don't they do that? Now that we're at number one, let's bring this up real quick. Why don't you think they they do that? Like, I wonder if there's you. I'm asking you because you're you know about advertising more and stuff. Like, is I don't know if there's like limitations on how long they can use certain things. You know, actors, likenesses, jingles, various things like that. Um, it seems to me with like I said, if you go on. YouTube, you find these commercials and you look up the Where's the Beef commercial and you find a good high res one. It's got millions of views. And I'm sitting there looking at it going, you know, if I was Wendy's, I would bring this back even just every now and then. And th because there there is a precedent for it, because, for example, speaking of M&M's, they still at holiday times air the commercial with Santa Claus and they say he exists. They do exist. Yeah. And that commercial's like 30 years old. Absolutely. They still the Folgers Cup. They still show. Okay. Yeah, they still show. um which would be another, I guess technically could be another honorable mention. They still show, like, Mr. Owl, how many licks does it take to get to the center yep. of a Tootsie Roll Tootsie Pop? Uh -huh. Let's find out. A one, a two, a three. Uh, three? <laughs> three. You know, I they still show that. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll turn on a channel and then, like, you don't see it all the time, but every now and then I'm like, oh, my God, that commercial is as old as I am. Yeah. You know, so, and people still get excited about that. So I don't understand. Yeah, the Cadbury egg commercial, somebody, Javier brought yeah. up during Easter with bark, the, bark. with the barking, bark, with the uh, laying, the, uh -huh. the bunny laying the egg. Like, there are some commercials that they still show and people get very happy and nostalgic. So why do you think that, like, Wendy's or McDonald's or any of them don't do that anymore? I honestly, I don't know. I don't have a, a good answer for that. Uh, the best I can assume is that, you know, people may say, well, they've already done that. Why would they bring that back? Like, God forbid, like, I, I don't think that they would ever recreate that commercial because they're going to be like, that wasn't as good as the original. Like, and you when see they've that tried so it, times. it doesn't it work. It doesn't work. Yeah. But I think, yeah, for some of these, to be able to bring back some of these old ones and air them like that, I mean, you can even bookend that with, you know, you know, 30 years ago, we were asking this question and here we are 30 years later, still wondering why do other people skimp on this? I mean, you could totally bookend it and make it modern in a way yeah. Mm -hmm. that, yeah, I feel like it's a, it is a wasted opportunity because there are people our age who are, you know, late 30s, early 40s, late 40s that have this nostalgic connection for that, that I think yeah. would bite into that 
without without question. No Absolutely. pun intended. Uh, uh, <laughs> you are the king of puns. Yeah. Well, I and I like I said, I was just curious from a, a business standpoint. Like no, I, didn't I mean, know. because they, they own the rights to the commercials. They own the the IP of it. I mean, it's still there. Yeah. I mean, there are royalties that would still have to be paid to those actors to the, or to their estate or and, to whatever or, that is, or to whatever the advertising firm is that mm-hmm. they they license that out to and or that you know the the business out to. I didn't know if there was some, but I would have assumed that. Ultimately, once you pay a firm to make that, basically the 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 brand owns it at that point. Yeah, absolutely. Know? Yeah. So yeah, it's work for hire. Right. Right. So okay, I was just curious, yeah. but man, that's 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 a great one. So Megan. Yes. What is your numero uno? My numero uno is picante sauce. <laughs> Okay, well, you had paste picante, paste picante sauce. So what? Before we before we play these, because I want to be able to hear them and everything, and (laughs) I want everybody at home to be able to hear them. uh, What what is it about these? Why is this your number one? This is my number one because to this day, don't serve me something that's not paste picante sauce. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not fucking eating it. (laughs) I've, I've chilled a little bit on it, but yeah, if I'm going grocery shopping. I'm buying Pace. Okay. Fair enough. Because it's the best one out there, period, point blank. No questions. Hard stop. Hard stop. But the commercials. And the commercials are flipping hilarious. I imagine, especially to you, because you're growing up a Southern kid in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and the theme of these and, uh, and everything. Like New York City. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I think that's the main thing. Like people, we saw. Well, somebody mentioned it, didn't they? they? In the in the the comments earlier, we saw somebody say New York City, and I'm like, oh shit! See, somebody's right. I concur. Somebody's right there with you. So, so So, yeah, things just crack me up. I'm going to show you some, and then at the very end, I have my own version. (laughs) That I edited together, and I'll discuss why I did that, because there's something about the commercial that drives me up a fucking wall. So here we go. So let's see. We're going to turn that down a little bit, and then I want to be uh, us be able to hear it. This ain't paste bacani sauce. What's the difference? Cookie. Paste bacani sauce is made in San Antonio. Cookie. Fresh vegetables and spices by people who know what bacani sauce is supposed to taste like. Mm-hmm. This stuff's made in New York City. New, New York City. Get a rope. <laughs> <laughs> That's Megan <laughs> still laughing. Yeah, we're talking. Yeah. Let's see, paste, thick and chunky sauce. Dumb bastard. Paste made with big chunky tomatoes, onions, and peppers. Perfect for dipping by folks in San Antonio who know what sauce should taste like. Well, this stuff's made in New York City. New York, New York City. Jake, it's time you switch brands. I'm gonna burn you to death, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so violent, Meg. Well, I'm violent. Well, yeah, you are. Let's use Meg. A lot, jerk off. (laughs) You gotta love when a guy brings his own picante sauce to a poker game. (laughs) I would love a guy to bring me picante sauce. (laughs) You'd have my heart. You hear that, everybody? (laughs) I hope you can be a full house. Because I'm gonna shoot you in the neck. (laughs) So here's what I did. This is my version of it. <laughs> 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 I 
Um, I edited that together myself because as funny as that commercial is, I don't I'm I don't know. I'm very sensitive to sounds sometimes, certain sounds. And the sound of that fucking jagoff scooping that that scraping the fucking jar with that spoon, making it ah, it drives me insane. If you can't tell, I can't stand that sound. Are you with me, Meg? You gotta at least somewhat agree. No, with I, I'm with you. I I deal with it on the daily. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somebody, some, a new person at work. <laughs> I, so yeah. Well, you have to understand. I was, I was, <laughs> I was <laughs> editing. <laughs> Bother you. Well, it's well, just it's like one somebody of those... chewing. You get sick of somebody chewing. Yeah, you know how people right? are about like they don't like the sound of somebody chewing or about styrofoam <laughs> sure, yeah. uh-huh. or styrofoam or squeaky no, shoes. The worst part about it is like that shit doesn't usually bother me. My <laughs> wife is like the one like if somebody is sniffing their nose constantly, they're like, she's like, just blow your fucking nose. I, I'm with her. Or, or like when our dog does that, they call it glopping is the, oh. the term for it, but it's that licking. The yes. Oh. And, but I don't notice it until she points it out. Oh. And then once it's pointed out, I can never unhear it. And that's one of those that I'm like, no, fucking Larry. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No, you can unhear that. Yeah. yeah. Carrie Ann, I'm with you. I have a feeling you and I are very similar in a lot of our things. That that drives me fucking insane. Glopping. All, all that kind of stuff. Oh. <laughs> Even certain words, even just the sound of certain words like moist, you know, that doesn't doesn't bother me. It's like it sounds moist. It's like, (laughs) can't stand that shit. Glopping's now going to bother me from now on. Glopping is real bad. Yeah. Well, glopping, like to me, that's the perfect word for that noise. It is. That's why it's going to bother me. Yeah. Oh, anyway, that sound, it's the sound of the, it's the (laughs) sound of that, that spoon in that jar with the little bit of salsa squishing around in there. And you can hear I, salsa squishing. I can hear it. I can hear it. You know, so what? What I thought was going to bother you more than the sound was the bottle's obviously fucking empty. Yeah. Like you can scoop around gently, but like to make the noise, like you're just you're just doing that to be obnoxious exactly. at that point. That's, that's true. That's what bothers me about that. It's well, like you it's don't need combined. to make that noise. Like, it's all combined. Yeah. It's the whole thing. That fucking yeah. guy's a jag off. I would have kicked him right into that campfire. All right. So, okay, but here's what I want to talk about as far as an advertising aspect of this commercial. Pace Picante, yeah, maybe made in San Antonio, but it's mass produced just like it would be in New York City. Realistically. But the recipe came yes, but from it's San still Antonio. A, yeah, it's fresh vegetables that are sitting in this bottle on the shelf for months. <laughs> There's nothing fucking fresh about Pace Picante any more so than the New York City brand. The way that they've marketed this absolutely has sold you and other people that that is the yep. authentic picante sauce to use that is why marketing and advertising is brilliant because you love it for that reason people shouldn't bring you anything other than paste but realistically the way it sits in the bottle it's no different than any other recipe but it's the spices and everything that goes into it that makes the difference I don't disagree, but it's this mass-produced place, and I, I yeah, it I, is. I think what, I agree with that. I think but what the, Matthew's trying to say is that the parent, I, I the parent company is probably Nestle or Unilever or I, one of those big mass-produced ones. I just I but feel it's bad. Bottled in. Listen, listen, Meg. Here, here's the thing. I, you know I, what? I, I I don't want to ruin anything for you. I don't listen. disagree that it's awesome. I'm no, just I'm saying, not saying it's not good. I I like paste picante, but what I'm saying is. I'm I'm gonna throw it out Stop here, with right? The daggers. Just, Stop listen, with listen, the daggers. I'm gonna th- listen. I'm gonna throw this out there, all right? All right. 
I would not be the least bit surprised if I found out that the recipe and everything else that that created paste picante sauce has nothing to do with San Antonio, Texas. (laughs) And that that's all bullshit marketing. Probably. Okay, so... I don't care. Don't give me anything that's not Pace. That's fine. I may be paying for the name, but I don't care. Campbell's Soup owns Pace Picante. (laughs) And I love Campbell's Soup, too, so don't give me anything else that's not Oh, man, I love me some Campbell's Soup. I am a Campbell's Soup kid. Oh, no, they just bought that in 94, so it could have been somebody prior to that. Yeah, back when they were getting a rope and branding people to death and stuff like that. That was another company. That was when it was still owned by San Antonio, Texas. (laughs) Yeah. So, anyway. But it does continue to be made in Texas. As of 2017, which is really cool. Oh, so they do so make both it in Texas. Fuck yeah, huh? They do. I mean, How they do. I'm not, I'm not saying, but I, I mean, I, I think I would, uh, yeah, I would totally take a picante sauce that was made in Texas over one that is made in New York City. However, there isn't any reason that a guy that lived in San Antonio couldn't have moved to New York City and be like, hey, I'm going to start my company here and I brought this great family recipe. I'm I'm, I'm totally like devil's advocating the shit out of this because it's a mass produced thing. For, for and I always going to do this with your stuff and yeah, I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, you do. I'm sorry. Yeah, for those of you at home, if you're just <laughs> listening to this, like on Spotify or something like that, and you're not, you're you're missing that Megan was literally just choking Matt. Yeah. Because she's got daggers coming out of her eyes. She's not having it. We just shat all over her. Number no, one. no, no, no. I, I, That's I, okay. I'm used to it. It's the idea. This is what I love about advertising. You just is that you can, her the poop on. You can take I'll... a mass produce something, and it, it it evokes this feeling in you that it is something that you relate to wonderfully because of ingredients. So with with the agency that I run, one of the things that we always talk about is what is your what are the things that separate you from your competition? And for Pace, it is the fact that it is made in San Antonio. It's the fact that they use big chunks of tomato. It's the fact that they use these fresh veggies. They're totally utilizing that and doing it. But at the same time, these commercials were mass produced by a conglomerate company in order to sell them. That's what I love is that you have this large corporation that is selling these things, but they're selling them on a level that you still associate with from a visceral point of view. And that's what I love. There's nothing that's really any different from Pace Picante versus a Heinz ketchup. Well, listen. As far as the corporation goes. Javier just point pointed out he said no texan would do that in terms of moving to new york and, <laughs> and he goes and he said take it from a real texan so <laughs> all right fair enough fair <laughs> enough okay uh oh so sir pazuzu which is willie oh no just piped in he said if you all have not commented on skittleberries and skittleberries and cream the little lad <laughs> i am done. well here's the thing where i'm only talking about commercials that came out when i was a kid <laughs> What the fucking Skittleberries? Willie, you have to remind me that later when we talk about modern commercials, when we pick our top five. Oh, was that when they like have the pimples or whatever? Loves berries and cream. Oh, my God. If you guys have never seen the Skittleberry guy, when we go off air, I have to show you this because it's fucking amazing. I don't know what kind of advertising exec came up with this one, but it's it's something else. All right. So real quick, because yeah. I'm going to eat crow right now. Um, and I'm going to apologize publicly to Miss Megan Guest. Are you going to put paste picante sauce on that crow? I, I, probably. Um, so here's here's what I just learned. So established in 1947 by David Pace, paste picante sauce was commercially used, blah, 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 for a salsa originally made in the back of a San Antonio liquor store. Proud of their Texas roots, this award-winning condiment company, if you can call it that, it's more like a main dish if you ask us, Wow, was bought by Campbell's in 94. For a selling price of $1.115 billion. Wow. Um, so, yeah. So, you're 
you're you're correct. I I kind of assumed it was more of that conglomerate kind of thing. So publicly, suck it. I will suck. <laughs> it has been sucked. Wow. It has been sucked. So let me. So if you if I went and got a job there, if I went down to San Antonio and I got a job there, you know, uh, and they gave me all the ingredients and stuff, and I was you know bottling this stuff, would I then be called a pacemaker? <laughs> God, I love this fucking shit. <laughs> Megan just gave me a look like, God damn, you're dumb. <laughs> God, yeah. Oh, wow. What is your number one that you guys went to town on mine? No, I, I, it's fine. Pace it's is, San Antonio Pace is awesome. Those commercials are hilarious. They are hilarious. Violent, but, you That's know. That's why I love them. Mm-hmm. Violent and tasty. That's how Megan likes it. Uh, my number one, uh, we kind of touched a little bit about some of this stuff earlier. See, somebody, Javier thought Pacemaker was funny, so fuck all y'all. All right, so <laughs> my number one, we talked a little bit about uh, these earlier, and this is another one that it, it it's kind of like your gum one that you had at number five. I There was no way to pick one specific one. It's just a whole bunch of them, and my number one is uh, vintage cereal commercials because I just that those are the ones that probably stick in my mind the most. I walk down the cereal aisle and I look at the brands and I still remember every single character, every single jingle, every single, you know what I mean? Like it sticks out in my head. So it was all the different cereal commercials, basically. Um, You know, yeah, Captain Crunch and Tony the Tiger and uh, Honeycomb, all all that kind of stuff. I just still very much love and cherish these old commercials and these characters. I still am partial towards certain cereals, not even because of the way they taste, but because I was such a big fan of their fucking commercials. Do you guys remember the captain, Captain Crunch? And then there's Tony Tiger. Uh-huh. Voiced by the Grinch. Or the narrator from the Grinch. Yeah. Oh, is it the same? Thurston, it is the same guy. Hmm. Thurston something. How will they? You're a mean one. That's the worst cereal ever. Really? Yes. I like sugar snacks. You don't dig them, huh? Don't dig them. And then, of yeah. course, the Mikey of course. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't remember that? You know what I'm saying? Like, I still think of these. Sugar Bear? You guys remember Sugar Bear? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he had the Dean Martin voice. Yeah, yeah, he did. I never, I never thought about that, that that's who he was supposed to sound like, was like Dean Martin. And then, of course... I love Fruity Pebbles. Yeah. I prefer the Cocoa Pebbles myself. I like them both. Mm-hmm. I like them about equally. Honeycomb were great. There was another cereal that were like honeycomb, but they were more like 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 a brick. Like they were, they were mm, long. They were like, um. It was like an eight, but it was like a like a rectangle with a line through it. And I forget what they were called, but I love those things. Honey nut Cheerios. Yeah. Honey. Hulk Hogan doesn't eat nuts and honey. Think you can take this? 
Thought it'd be fun to throw that in there, a little Hulk Hogan, especially Hulk was just talking about his buddy Scott Hall, who passed away. Everything. Razor Ramon, rest in peace. For me, Golden Grams, uh, uh, Cookie Crisp. Oh, see, I never liked Cookie Crisp. Oh, they were awesome. Yeah, it's, even though I liked those commercials, I couldn't. It wasn't enough to save Cookie Crisp for me. I couldn't. I couldn't do the Cookie Crisp. They didn't. They didn't taste like cookies. You know, they tasted. I don't know what the fuck Cookie Crisp like tasted like. No, they didn't taste Chocolate like carbon. In a way, they were almost too sweet for me. They had a certain sweetness yeah. to them that was like a little much. No, the cookie crisp reminded me of, uh, maybe it was McDonald's or Burger King, like when you got those little mini cookies that came with your Happy Meal, like in that little plastic bag. Yeah, That's okay. That's kind of what those were, and they had the same flavor and consistency to me. I could okay. see that. Yeah, just wasn't, I'm really picky about about uh, chocolate chip cookies. So I don't can, like them at all, so. Yeah, isn't that what Meg does not like chocolate chip cookies? What? How is it even possible? I'm not American. I don't know. <laughs> she doesn't like apple pie or chocolate chip cookies. Uh, I'm not big on apple pie either, actually. Company. Like if they were like you know, chocolate paste cookies, that'd be awesome. Ooh, that's horrible. No, they wouldn't be salsa. They'd be made by the paste. Fuck off. I see. <laughs> Fuck off. So anyway, yeah, I mean, people bring it up. Cinnamon toast crunch. Yep. Cookie crisp. People bring that up. Um. Officially issuing a warning. Toucan Sam, yeah. Uh, yeah, do you remember Toucan? Follow your nose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It always knows, yeah. Freakies. Yeah, I don't know what Freakies is. I, I didn't add it in here because it was too hard. I couldn't find uh, good enough quality, but out of all of them, I would probably say my favorite cereal commercials were the Monsters. So it would have been Count Chocula. Blueberry. Blueberry, Frankenberry. Later, the brief-lived Fruit Brute and Fruity Yummy Mummy. I am fanatical about all those. I, 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 I've got, again, toys. I've got a Frankenberry bank behind this, this backdrop right now, but I'm not going to pull it out. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, to me, C-3PO cereal, Joe brought up. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. Yeah, I just, to me, like, those were such a big part of my, one of the biggest parts of my childhood was those cereal commercials. They were on constantly. And they ran those cereal commercials, and when we'd watch cartoons before going to school they were on when i get home from school cereal commercials were on uh even during prime time cereal commercials often would be on saturday morning they were on they were always they were beating that shit into our fucking heads that it's still just burned in there and uh yeah so that's why it's smurf berry crunch oh Oh, yeah oh wow yeah that's good shit yeah yep that is good shit so that's it. I mean, that's that's my number one, guys, and that's that's. That was a good top five. I enjoyed that. I yeah. thought everybody did really good with their top fives. All of them were quite iconic in their own ways. Even if I had some weird stuff with the Duke of Doubt and all that shit. Yeah, that was. Yeah. It's, look it up though. It's fun to throw a little curveball out. <laughs> no, there. No, no, it's cool. I it's just it was weird. <laughs> that's all. Oh, yeah. Well, it's different when, but it's a perfect example of. See, to me, it doesn't feel. I I'm like, okay, it's weird, but I grew up with it. Yeah. It, like. That was such a part of my childhood that it's not weird to me, but for you guys to see it fresh, it's like, wow. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that'd be the case for a lot of people that see a lot of these commercials that we brought up. That's true. You know, of how different it is. Meg, you had an honorable mention. Uh, Yeah, you talked about the McDonald's hamburger one already, but I had the California Raisin. Oh, yeah. Guys, they just cracked me up. Here, I'll t- let me turn that. I'm sorry, everybody. That's a little loud. It gets, it always gets loud when I first click it on. So, yeah, you want to hear that? We yeah, need to hear that. This. Oh, 
<laughs> they, they almost made my top five. Galaxy yeah. Yeah. Yeah, these things were awesome. Yeah, I ate these raisins like candy, and so one day I made myself so incredibly sick on them, I can't eat them anymore. <laughs> I, I still can't eat them. My favorite commercial with them was when they were in the 57 Chevy, just kind of cruising along. Yeah, <laughs> they were like, so cool. They, they were awesome. I like, I had them. some of the toys for a while. Yeah, those uh-huh. yeah, yeah, me they too. They were awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, now see, here's a good example. Obviously, I was very aware of them. But here's a perfect example of like an age difference thing. Because by the time those came out, I was already into my teens and stuff. I fucking could not stand the California reasons. Uh, you were wrong. Yeah. Apparently. I look at it now and I'm like, oh, it's pretty it's pretty cute. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I, I feel differently about it uh, now. But at the time, yeah, I, I couldn't stand the California Raisins. I was just like, this is so... I, I've never liked claymation much. Mm-hmm. I'm real picky about animation stuff and I still am. So I've warmed up to it over the years, but I just... Yeah, I remember when they came out, but all the kids that were more like your guys' age and everything, you guys were crazy. Yeah, yeah they were about awesome. the California raisins, man. There were toys, promotional stuff. Yeah, that was that was mm-hmm. a great one. So awesome, Matt. What was your uh, honorable? The weird thing is, my honorable mention, like I thought it was really cool, and I actually looked at when it came out, and it came out in like '99. So I was well into my mid twenties by the time that this okay. commercial came out. So it's like my honorable mention with an asterisk on it okay. because I remember it vividly, but when I look back, I'm like. It, it embedded way later. It seemed like it yeah. was older. Uh, but it was the Make 7 Up Yours commercials um, <laughs> when Orlando Jones was yeah. spokesperson for those. And they, but they just made me laugh because they were they were kind of at the point when commercials started becoming more irreverent about things. Like in the 80s, there was a respect that you had for the commercials and the characters and all of that stuff. And with the Make 7 Up Yours, like it was the first time that like it was it, it was a commercial yeah. made for a different generation right, right. all of a sudden. And yeah. that's what I really liked about those. But that's, um but one of my favorite ones, it's a little fifteen second spot where um Orlando Jones is playing this character and he was trying to come up with all these new marketing ideas for the next generation of of Seven Up. And he decides that he wants to engrave the seven up laser or the seven up logo on the moon with a laser. Yeah. Um and I, I'm hoping you have that in there because I it just it cracks me up every single time I see it. Yeah, here, let's check this out. You know, I want everyone to remember Seven Up forever. So I'm going to project our logo on the moon with a giant laser. Okay. Who has been messing with my laser? (laughs) (laughs) And it's just like like every single thing that he does just goes completely sideways. And he plays such a great straight man to it. It's awesome. (laughs) But in the other commercial, he's got the, uh, it's the make seven on the front and up yours on on the the back. back. You know, and everybody is like, he's like, you know, up yours. It's like, see, it's catching on. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Back at you, buddy. And he's like, see that back at me. Uh-huh. He's like, all right. You know, like I'm making friends. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I agree. That's what, what's this one? Uh, just remember this one. Whatchamacallit. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. I, oh. Were great. I still mm-hmm. do that one. I said, whatchamacallit. You forgot the name. You forgot the name. It's a yeah. Bob. Yeah. I still remember that one. Yeah. Yeah, man, we could Those go Those are on. some of my favorite candy bars, too. I love to watch yes. Oh, they're really good. Oh, man. Yeah, I would love to do more episodes. I would love to do stuff more about food because, you know, I'm a chubby guy, so I like I food. Mo- but all of mine, but one was food. That's true. That's true. Yeah, but I would love to do stuff. I'd love to do where we pick, like, top five, you know, fast food orders or so, like, if you have specific orders or something. I have fast type five favorite, like, Halloween candies, things like that, like... Yeah. All sorts of fun stuff. Well, and you guys, what, are, there, are there any top fives that you would like to hear us kind of go over? Things that right. run through your mind of like, I love these things. You know, shoot them out there. I want to I hear what you yeah. guys want to hear too. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. So wait, do you, do you you don't have an honorable mention? You didn't no, actually do one this No, I mentioned time? a couple along the way. You know, I don't have, like I said, for me, honorable mentions when I first was putting it together, it would have been the Juicy Fruit commercial. Uh, uh, trying to think of the Where's the Beef was one of my honorable mentions. So, you know, yeah, I mean, there's everybody else. Everybody's brought up tons of great ones and stuff. Um, no, I wanted to take it a little bit easy because, like I said, we start getting into things like holiday commercials, <laughs> toy commercials, things like that. Oh, boy. Oh you boy. guys are going to need to have the timer for me <laughs> because it's going to be like a five-hour episode and no one wants that. <laughs> no matter how funny it might be or anything, it's just it's too much. All of a sudden, we're going to be putting out our equivalency of Roots. You know? <laughs> it's going to be like, you know, this whole week. Mini series. Uh, yeah. gonna take a whole mini-series. Geeking Poetic, the mini-series. Directed by Ken Burns. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> All those like weird like dissolves and everything. It's going to be great. Yeah, exactly. So... <laughs> Anyway, everybody, this has been a real pleasure. Um, you know, like I said, please share, like, all that stuff. Join us if you haven't already. Join us in the Geeking Squad group on Facebook. Uh, free and open and easy for everybody to join as long as you're not a dillweed. And uh, we'll be back soon. We've got, man, we got so many, like, really cool things planned. We've got some cool stuff. Talking more weird, weird, wild stuff. Weird, wild stuff. Yes, yes. you are correct, sir. <laughs> yeah, we we're gonna. Uh, we got we got people already making yeah, stuff. Top five Saturday morning cartoons. Oh yes. lord. Oh, uh, movies what or about, films in Chicago. Yep. Okay, yeah. Top five Chicago based movies or filmed uh -huh. in Chicago. Shit, Ooh, I could talk yeah. about that. I worked security on one of them. So yep. in a in a movie that was filmed in Chicago, I, that's probably one of my favorites. So yeah. yeah, those are great suggestions. Keep them keep them coming in. Like I said, join us in the squad let us know uh we'll be back very soon we're going to be talking about i think before we even do a top five we've got something up our sleeves mm -hmm. more fun retro stuff yeah right up that wizard sleeve it's gonna be awesome it's gonna be we, you will Epic. find we have more ideas that are right up with sleeve of wizard Let's sleeve of wizard. <laughs> it'll be hitting the button you know right on the knob all right anyway <laughs> <laughs> on that uh, note yeah. we are out of here uh, take it easy everybody bye